Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about infusion changes that may be coming. Cosmo indicated on a forum post uh, that he's hearing the community and passing it on to the design team. He captured very well things I've been saying for you know three months. All the bullet points we read on stream are precisely what I said a few months ago. I think the community at large kind of caught up to where I, I kind of saw things were going to go this way, right? They're going to catch up to where I was feel the pain that I was talking about and not be happy about it so I'm happy to see more good response from Bungie about these things uh, because this is important I think to the longevity and the reception of the annual pass my cousin Vinny with a brand new prime sub welcome so I kind of talked about how cores need removed from infusion all you're really doing is limiting player choice you're not extending the content and how it's an imbalanced pain point the people who argued strongest for you know pain of infusion don't feel that pain they can just pretty much infuse whenever they want you'll almost never watch a streamer who plays as much as me struggle with infusion uh, because I have all three of my characters basically at 650 and I just ran out of cores so it doesn't land on us it lands on the community at large I believe in a disproportionate and imbalanced way so we need to stop arguing for the pain of the the, the more casual players and just let them level up and have access, access to the content and I said in the talk I'm not arguing for casualification I'm arguing for accessibility to monetize content so first questions coming in from Stan VD says what do you mean with the fixing of infusion what are they doing well at this time we don't know what they're doing at this time we have zero clue uh, what they are doing to infusion if anything we just know that Cosmo really really captured well what I've been saying and what the community is now saying very loudly he captured it very well and again I'm going to come back to the fact that right after new content gets released seeing engagement go numbers go down is worrying there's no way there is absolutely no way that Bungie is looking at this situation and not saying we got we, we potentially got a problem on our hands uh, we potentially got a problem on our hands uh, and so I would I would wager to say that we're gonna see an infusion change soon or at least an announcement in the TWAB about this is something the community has indicated to us as a pain point of the new content and the new structure, you know, of, of delivery. And we're going to we're going to move towards making changes. And I wouldn't be surprised if they say, hey, infusion cores, enhancement cores are just not there. We're taking them out. We're taking them out. It's too painful. People don't like it. We've decided to take them out. I wouldn't be surprised if we see that very, very soon. So... And guys, right now, for those of you listening on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, there's a brand new environment simulator called the Vortex that I've been running today on stream, uh, and the game will, game sound will cause my hair to blow, and hot and cold air. It's actually very, very cool and very responsive. It also has Twitch commands. They are not presently working because I didn't want the sound of the of the unit to come through on the podcast portion because typically the game sound masks it, but it is, it is decently loud and the mic does pick it up. You guys just don't hear it because it's only doing it when there's game sound and explosions going on and that kind of masks it. That's not happening right now because we don't have any game sound because I'm doing the podcast. So they are temporarily turned off. You guys did unlock all the commands today, so it'll be back on soon uh, unheard AZM if they do take away enhancement cores from infusion do you think 
they will up planetary materials needed or just keep it the way it is. This is another thing I don't think people realize when they when they talk about this subject. I genuinely think that most of the community, most of the community is not sitting around with tons of planetary materials and and cores and legendary shards at their disposal. I really don't. I think that in a very general sense there there are people that think their experience is normative. So they think, man, when I go to infuse, I mean, I have so many legendary shards and planetary materials and glimmer, this really isn't a pain point for me. Okay, that's fine. Again, keep in mind, that's one of the things I said in the beginning. It was such a bias-laden opinion to be like, well, the only way to make infusion painful is to use enhancement cores. Why? Because the people arguing for it have so many planetary materials, legendary shards, and glimmer that the only way to make it even remotely painful for them was to add enhancement cores at the time where they were masterwork cores. That was the only way to make it painful. Well, that's why I said at the time, I was like, that's just so incredibly bias-laden. You're basically betraying your bias by saying, well, the only way to make this painful is to do this. I have everything else, right? I don't think the command, I don't think the the, the community has everything. And if you're going infusion crazy, like I think there should be some measure of like, ooh, I'm kind of going wild here. I'm infusing a little too much. I need to go get planetary materials. The difference there is is that planetary materials, glimmer, and legendary shards happen naturally while you're playing. So, new content comes out, you're trying to level up, you're trying to do your milestones, you can just keep doing your thing, and then be like, by the end of my play session, I'll probably have enough to infuse here. Instead of being like, hold your horses, stop everything you're doing, you need to go do these bounties, these wanted bounties from Spider to get enhancement cores. But before you can do that, you gotta grind the Tangled Shore to get these ghost fragments to get enough to buy all of them from them. And by the way, you can't get enough in a stack of 15 to buy all of him, so you're gonna spend a decent chunk of your day on the Tangled Shore, then another chunk of your day getting all the bounties and going and doing them. That's more than one play session for some players. That might take two play sessions just to get all the fragments needed and to buy them all and then to go hunt them all down. A lot of the bounties, his wanted bounties, you have to freaking just stand there and wait for an HVT, which is a terrible design, by the way. I can't stand that. Just let us go into Lost Sectors, please. So you're taking people out of the rhythmic desire that they have okay I'm going to sit down and work on milestones I'm going to work on leveling up no you can't do that you got to go do these other things now sometimes there might be some you know a convergence of interest where well it just so happens the tangled shore is the flashpoint so you can be there working on that flashpoint and that milestone while getting the fragments and then once you have the fragments you can go work on these wanted bounties on some of the planets where again you're not getting anything powerful other than the one So keep in mind, the goal here that I have and that many people are asking for, we are not asking for the game to be casualified and to give us things easy. People are just like, man, I paid for the annual pass. I would like to level up, use the gear that I already have and I already like, and go do the forge. That's all people want. Now, if they want to grind for better rolls on the hand cannon, the sniper, the auto rifle, the machine gun, or they want to try to get the god rolls from the raid or whatever, all of those are things that are typically reserved for the people that really put in the time and really put in the effort. That's end game hard content. The problem you have now is nobody's even really doing it. Nobody's even really doing the forges. Like the percentage of the community that's under 600 is enormous. That's why they immediately pivoted getting people to 600 faster. They immediately sense that as a problem. 
that's hurting engagement. They're not pivoting because they want to make things easier. They're pivoting because they want people to play the game. Amo. Does the helmet perk hands-on work with melee, uh, throwing melees? Yes. When I run Way of a Thousand Cuts and I run Ophidious Spathe, Ophidious Spathe is honestly comparable to shards to, to some degree. To some degree. I'm going to go hit this flag. Because I can get my super back relatively quickly. Now, obviously, a really, really good shards toss in Gambit or in the Dreaming... I'm sorry, the Blind Well... Uh, or in PvP, is really, really influential. Like, you get a ton of your super back. And then hands-on is still helping. Obviously, it's a little bit slower without Ophidious Faith. you got to really navigate, like, playing with fire, to, you know, to get your knives back quicker and your dodge. So, shards, I believe, is a superior build to Ophidious Faith. But if you don't have shards, Ophidious Faith is a really, really great exotic. It's the chess piece. That's a great exotic for throwing knives, for knife trick with way of a thousand cuts. It gives you two throwing knives. When you dodge, you get two knives immediately. You don't get one, then two. And when playing with fire recharges your knives, you get two throwing knives. You don't just get one, then two. So it's really, really nice. Um, I really, really enjoy... I think Way of a Thousand Cuts is one of the best uh, builds in the game. Offensively, like as a super and as a class, it's one of the best best builds in the game right now. It is so, so fun. Take that in the mayhem with shards and it's, you know, it's silly. Yeah, you're getting your, you're getting your thing, you're getting your thing back all the time. Ha, <laughs> giggity. Uh, so. Man, I think they lowered the drop rate. Those guys just hardly ever drop those guns anymore. Or maybe it seemed higher when we were killing them non-stop that one day. We don't kill them nearly as often, probably, is uh, the issue. Next question. Saving Annihilator. Do you feel if they make the changes to the infusion system, they should allow cross-infusion again to make leveling alts less painful? Or do you feel weapons being transferable is enough right now? I mean, I still think you want leveling to feel somewhat individualized to the character. Because if not, with one-to-one infusion, you literally can make all of your characters 650 after one character gets to 650. Do you understand, like, what I mean? Um, so here, here's what I mean. Here's what I mean. Yeah. I think the Ophidia build is somewhat stronger. Eugene in PVE, just being able to throw knives constantly is a silly, silly, strong way to engage with content. Shards is, is stronger in the right places. So here's what I mean. If you get your first character to 650, all he's got to do at that point is grind anything that drops powerful and he just shoves all the 650 stuff to his other characters and then they infuse. You get all your weapons to 650 and then any armor that drops to 650, you just drop it to your other characters. So at that point, like three characters hit 650 off of one character, maybe two, because you are going to run out of milestones. I don't think that's that's overswinging. You're just completely overreacting at that point. I still think leveling should feel like somewhat of a process of now I'm going to go to my other characters. I pass the guns down. These other characters boomerang a little bit and they benefit from these guns getting passed down and then their, you know, their drops subsequently kind of kind of jump. I think that's fine. I think again that feels like you're investing in each character individually. Instead of instead of feeling like, well, you know, I'm I'm basically done. I got one character 650. 
so. Uh, hey, Shiz says, I played Forsaken pretty hardcore, uh, but I lost the mojo as Black Armory came out. Not really enjoying the traveling back and forth and killing this and that. Any suggestions on making it more enjoyable for myself and others? I mean, I've touched on just the forge grind is a pain in the freaking rear. You got to go back to the tower way too much. You should be able to buy her frames and recharge them anytime you want. So as long as I get enough modulus reports, I charge the frame and then I can fill it here if I want. Yeah, there's other places that are more effective, like when you got to get the sniper kills uh, on you know on heavies. That's really easy to do on the Leviathan. But at the same time, you could just hang out in here, sit back and get sniper kills on the you know on the blue guys that come out. You know that that's just something that I think they need to think through. I think sometimes when you buckshot content quality, quality can go down a little bit, and when quality goes down a little bit, I just think some of those things slip through the cracks. Like, you know, hey, why are we making them go back to Ada every every third step? You know, we want people to just stay in the forge all day and grind for dope rolls and and get into that mindless grind, right? We all get into that mindless grind. You get in that nightfall mindless grind, and you're like you're running a nightfall with your eyes closed. You know, you're just in there. You just Go in, shoot this guy, jump over this wall, shoot that guy, go kill the boss, wash, rinse, repeat, right? That I think is uh that I think is a huge win. Assuming you're on a PC or have SSD, yeah, I'm on both. This system is a this my gaming rig is a monster. So yeah, like my load times and stuff are gonna make you drool if you're used to console or you have a slower PC. Um Weird flex, but okay, right? My my PC's pretty strong. It's built by my sponsors, IDEX. They're a really, really good company. Uh, and they, they've, uh, both my streaming rig and my gaming rig has been built by them and they are, uh, they are work horses. They're excellent pieces of equipment. Uh, let's see here. Triangle choke to, to, to finish that last question. I think they could streamline a lot and I think you could really get lost in the content. It's really hard to get lost in the content when you keep having to boomerang out of what you're doing. I think that really does hurt the flow. Which is exactly why the Masterwork Core is a problem. You're constantly yanking people out of what they want to do. You're disrupting their flow and they don't like it. They also don't like getting a freaking kinetic gun when they need, you know, a, a, a bond or a mark or a cloak. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of layers of frustration in the way they formatted this and they're listening and, and they're making quick pivots. So, I would anticipate very, very quick, very, very quickly seeing pivots uh, on the way that we level and infuse from Bungie. Triangle Choke with the next question um, says, it seems the annual pass is going to have a 50 plus power increase each time. Not the annual pass, that just happens for everybody. That's a free seasonal thing. Uh, given that, does it really matter if infusion is easy since you'll always be in catch-up mode? This is a really, really important point to make, right? There's always going to be a percentage of the community that takes breaks, comes back, takes breaks, comes back. And if you don't have really clear and streamlined pathways forward for them, then a lot of the way that the annual pass is structured short circuits on itself. If it's a value point every season that you get a level bump, you don't want a lot of the community looking at that level bump with like an internal groan of like, oh, for frick's sake, you know? You want to be like, oh yeah, no problem. I know that every time a level bump comes out, the old level gets easier to get to. I can spend the next couple weeks, I can spend this next week or two catching up and then I'm good to go. Instead of like, dude, it's going to take me a month maybe to get into the new content, right? I'm just so far behind. 
that's a winsome and inviting way back into the game. You might not really be enjoying it right now. You might be like, you know, I, I just this isn't doing for me. I, I'm going to take a break. And that's okay. There's a lot of games coming out this holiday season and in March, you know, January to March. But all of a sudden, Season of the Drifter rolls around. Maybe they push out a trailer with some gun or some activity or something that really gets you wanting to come back to the game. Well, you know, you're like, you know what's good is I'm behind, but they've made it really easy to catch back up, get to the old power levels, and then I can start the grind for the new power levels, the new gear, and the new engagements, and I'm sorry, the new pieces of content. Like, that's a very, very winsome way to do it. That, that's a value point. It's like, I can always come back and I can hit the ground running instead of, oh wait, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm barely 610 and the new, and the new level is 700. Oh no, dude, no, uh uh-uh. I'm done. I'm not even going to try that. Um, I would I would wager to say that the value of increasing power level and having that be a part of the annual pass content will really start to hit all cylinders if the community feels empowered to both level up and, you know, use what they want and then go into the new content. That's that's I think when you really start to win. JA2808 Games says, What are your thoughts on the new raid? Also, been away for a bit, but keep up the great streams. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I think the new raid is fantastic. It is very, very fun. Uh, it's, it's, it's the length of Wrath of the Machine, and it brings the fun, the excitement, the speed, and the intensity that Wrath of the Machine had. Uh, and I needed gloves, and it targeted gloves. I am telling you, her milestone targets what you need. I'm telling you it does. Her milestone targets what you need. Petra, Petra's milestone, and this milestone, and, and, I think the Gambit one, that Gambit one, that, like, you gotta get so many points and you get a powerful, it's like a bounty, I firmly believe that they, they, they target. You already had gloves? Oh, I do already have gloves. Aww. I am so quickly wrong and disappointed. That, I had two in a row target my lowest. You know what's interesting? You know what's interesting? It's my lowest equipped. And I theorized the other day that some of these milestones are reacting to what you have equipped. It targeted my lowest equipped. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. I bet you, I, I, I would give, I'm going to give some advice to the community right now, Okay. I would give some advice. I'm gonna give some advice to the community right now. That's the third drop in a row that basically targeted my lowest. My Titan and my 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 Hunter, the everything was already equipped. So the lowest was equipped, right? And it seemed to target my lowest. That right there still targeted my lowest, but it targeted my lowest equipped. And I know it's supposed to be based off of equipable. I know it's supposed to be based off of equipable, right? Only piece of 650 gear I had yesterday was a bond. That armor piece hit my bond and it was 650. It was equipped. Huh. I wonder if it's just a a propensity, though. I have a lot of people saying these ones seem to target lowest. As Oscar Valentine saying, it could just be confirmation bias. It could just be confirmation bias. It did did the same thing for me last week and this week. I had a lot of her drops. I had a lot of her armor drops target my lowest. A lot of them. This does have auto-rifle... And special, though. So that's kind of nice. Because that's typically... Oh, you want heavy on gauntlets, though. They look really cool. It's a shame. 
It's a shame. It's a darn shame. Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, but to, to the question about the raid, sorry, we got distracted by the drop. We got distracted by the drop, and Lona was was jumping to conclusions that I shouldn't have jumped to. Um, and I didn't get a very good roll on the gun. Explosive payload, drop mag, and rangefinder. So that's infusion fodder. I like that hand cannon though. I want to go for a couple more rolls, so that's what we're gonna do. Uh, I think the raid is ridiculously fun well built and exciting i think it's is very well built exciting i believe the final boss fight of the raid is one of the best if not the best boss fight in all of destiny it's it is one of the best if not the best boss fight in all of destiny don't at me (laughs) it's so so good so so good the layers of challenge and difficulty, the splitting up of the team, the different responsibilities, the way the boss isn't a prop, he moves around. He's probably the most agile, most sassy, most like, I'm going to attack the Guardian's boss we've ever faced. He doesn't just freaking sit there and wait for you to shoot him. I love that final boss fight. I really wish the first encounter in the city ended in a boss fight, because then it would be basically slightly larger than Wrath. I put it on par with Wrath. Because the intro fight to Axis is really simplistic with the servitors. Rockets Raikou, thanks for the brand new Prime sub. Um, the the intro fight to Axis is extremely simplistic. The intro fight to this boss, way, way cooler. Way more complex than the servitor fight. And beyond that, his actual boss fight is way more complex and way more saucy and agile and crazy than the actual Axis fight. And that's coming from somebody who thinks the Axis fight is one of the best, most fun fights in all of Destiny. So, I I think it's magnificent. I think it's very well done. I applaud the Ray team so, so much for their work on Scourge of the Past. I wish they would have had a little bit more more time, though, so they could have added one more boss fight. uh, And it would have been arguably larger than Wrath of the Machine. I put it on par with Wrath. Um, Because the intro to Wrath is also ridiculously simplistic, and the intro to this raid is far more complex. So I take the intro to Wrath and the Vosik fight as one encounter. That, to me, is one encounter. That matches the city encounter. Siege Engine, uh, Siege Engine was was complex and cool and unique. We never did anything like it. And I kind of make that equal in my mind to the Sparrow Race, especially if you go for the chest in the Sparrow Race. The Sparrow Race is actually a challenging encounter if you do that. So I do kind of agree with with Eugene. I think the chest, if you unlock it with the light, should open a powerful. I, I think it should drop a powerful. They need to make that update, like, soon. That, that to me, is, is, a, is, a, is a good argument. Because that turns it into an actual encounter. You actually have to hit the lights. actually challenging, right? And then the end encounter, the end boss, the beginning fight where you use the tanks to shoot the center thing, and then the last fight where you're sniping his shields and stuff, both those encounters are ridiculously awesome. They're ridiculously awesome. So remember who's saying this. Remember who I am. I'm the guy who loves Wrath and has said Wrath of the Machine is one of the best raids in all of Destiny. And I'm putting this thing on par with Wrath. Like, it's a good, good time. It's a good, good time. So. Let me go to the next question. Absurdity. How do you like the loaded question or other fusion rifles? Fusion rifles are too weak. They need a significant buff. A significant buff. All of their charge time should come down. Blanketedly. Just all of them. What about PvP? I don't care. They need to be better in PvE. So blanket damage buff. Blanket charge buff. Um, and after that, loaded question needs totally retooled. 
It's totally retooled. An account created eight minutes ago comes in and says, Raid's too easy, I beat it day one. Good for you, nobody cares. Your account, your account's brand new. Nice attempt to troll. I think that fusion rifles need the buff, need the charge buff, and then, loaded question, in the, 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 what is it, Reservoir? I always forget the name of it. Uh, that perk on it needs to be 100% stronger. 100% stronger. It just is so weak. It's just so weak. It needs way, way, way more to do with ammo consumption or, or explosions or something. A damage buff before charge buff? Oh, I agree. I agree. It's not reservoir battery. No. It's something. Reservoir burst. Reservoir burst is what it's called. Um. You know, the Reservoir Burst should, like, refill the gun on a multi-kill. So then you keep Reservoir Burst if you get a multi-kill. That would be awesome. And pull from reserves, pull from reserves, right? Or free ammo on a multi-kill. So you got to put it away and rely on, you know, auto-loading holster. But, but you're at least getting really great ammo economy from it, which would be an argument maybe to use it in Gambit, right? You always have greens. That's a nice that's a nice perk. Cause then you could use it on the boss and gamut as a backup. You throw on a rally barricade, you throw on a you know a Luna faction, uh, you throw on a rally barricade or a Luna faction uh, rift, and now it doubles as like a damage weapon, and you have plenty of greens because it gets great ammo economy, because you're getting multi-kills all throughout gamut. You'd be getting multi-kills really easily in gamut because the ads are on top of each other. You know, auto-loading holster, you whip that bad boy out, zh- boom charge time on it sucks too i feel like it needs intrinsic it, it, it needs backup plan to be intrinsic in reservoir burst because you're like oh i'm using auto loading holster well great that's a great synergy with that's a great synergy with backup plan it should pull out and immediately shoot gives you that nice multi-kill gives you some gives you some bullets back and then when it's time to boss bake you have a second you kind of have like a a mid-tier damage weapon on a rally barricade or, or a Luna Faction Rift, which is great because then you're not leaning on your power. It'd be kind of, it's and that's not a bad substitute for Ikelos because now you're getting decent boss damage, which is one of the reasons people still run Ikelos. It's still just so good uh, for just dumb, mindless damage against a boss. Next question from Jsteb. Do you think master working gear and weapons are in a good place or do you think they need improvement? I think if they fix this issue with infusion, I think the people that get to the end game and get to where they want to be, if they're a hardcore player, they can do what you're supposed to do, which is capstone your different, you know, your guns. I have different builds. I have different builds and different things that I use and I could capstone all those things with ma- by master working them. I have different builds with my armor, right? Oh, this has got auto, you know, auto rifle loader on it. I'm going to use that when I use my, my breakneck. But when I feel like using my warden's law, I've got this. Well, that's two pieces of gear. You know, I'm going to masterwork. Like there's a lot of things that hardcore players would then invest in. And then, and then the more casual player would probably never do that. That would be something that would differentiate the casual and the hardcore. Well, all my stuff's masterwork. Well, gee, many frick, dude. I just got to the point where I can do, you know, forges and raids. I'm not going to be able to do that. Would be what a casual player might respond with. So. Unheard AZM. To make infusion more diverse without making it tedious, I would make the cost minimal for the same weapon, half mats for same type, and full cost for weapons in the same slot. No cores, though. 
Yeah, I mean, already if it's like for like, it already is glimmer. You're just trying to extend that, you know, that economic logic to other. So if it's an auto rifle, it's still cheaper, right? Auto rifle into an auto rifle is cheaper. And then a little bit more expensive if you're putting like a hand cannon and you're infusing that into, uh, you know, into an auto rifle. Oh, come on, bro. How many more of these do I need? I'll just go into the lost sector if, if uh, ombre here. I need one more. Sad times. Mind of Eminent. So I haven't been on Destiny in a while. Uh, what's the infusion fixing? That's exactly how's exactly it's gonna be fixed. We don't know. We don't know. A lot of you guys submitted questions before we kind of got to the to the conversation. Micro, I don't know how viable it would be. Uh, for the devs, but do you think about using enhancement cores for armor perks? For instance, using five cores to make bomber into enhanced. See, see, now you're cooking with gas. Now you're cooking with gas. I would make it way more expensive, by the way. Way more expensive. See, this is this, this is how you create spectrum of grind. Right here. Okay? Leveling, not too hard. Infusion, not that painful. Mastery of an item, masterworking, somewhat painful. Making it something into enhanced, I was going to say the same thing, Rockets Raikou. 50 cores, right? You grind for 50 enhancement cores, now you can turn your hand cannon reloader into enhanced hand cannon reloader. That is such a great idea, truly. See, this is, this is, this is why this kind of feedback is so important. Because honestly, the hardcore players that want that grind and want that pain, I think a lot of them would really, really dig this. They'd be like, oh yeah, I'll grind like crazy if I can get enhanced hand cannon reloader. If I can get enhanced hands-on on my helmet, you talk about perfecting your build. Oh my gosh, Mike Crow, let's get a pat on the back for him. If he's not subbed, I better see a gifted sub sooner. I'm going to do it. <laughs> That's an amazing idea. That's an amazing idea. I'm going to tweet this out after the talk. Don't let me forget, chat. That's great. Um, it's a great idea, but only if you take away cores for infusion. I think that's what he's getting at, Enviro, is the idea here is infusion cores, enhancement cores, I'm sorry, enhancement cores should be landing within their identity. Oh, you are subbed? There you go. Well, thank you very much, dude. Great idea. Good contribution to the discussion. Seriously. Like, that's kind of the idea. That's what I always said, is it's such a contradiction in economy. Enhancement cores should be for mastery of an item, and that's exactly what Mike Crow just outlined. Instead of like, oh no, you're you're gonna you're gonna use these to just to what? Use the gear that you want? Like that's not that's just not the same. Not the same at all. So I think that's why this idea really strikes at the heart of how this is a shared problem. If you want infusion cores, I'm in, I keep calling them infusion, infusion cores. If you want enhancement cores out of infusion, this is another way to give them use and give all those people that feel like, I mean, I got everything that I need. It, I have a stockpile. Well, no, you don't. Have you made all your perks enhanced yet? It's going to take you a while. It's 50 for each one. That's good. That's good. We're, we're getting we're getting that in Bungie's lap because I could see them even doing that. That's freaking brilliant. Hey, Shiz. I played Forsaken the most. I've played D2, but I've lost the mojo as Black Armory came out. 
Uh, I don't hate on the expansion, but I'm not really a fan of traveling around everywhere and killing... Oh, yeah, I already already answered this question. Try not to submit questions more than once, guys. If Nightbot doesn't get to you, I think sometimes it submits the question anywhere. Nightbot's just slow to respond, maybe? We've been having that happen a lot lately. T-Funk, do you think you could unlock Infusion and make it costly, but then after that it would just cost Glimmer? Yes, this was actually a really good idea that somebody described on Twitter, and I love it. Basically, let's say next expansion the cap goes up to 700 I should be able to go to my warden's law because I know I love it and I know I'm going to keep using it because it's got feeding frenzy and rampage on it I should be able to go to that item and spend X number of enhancement cores and now it's always infusible and it only costs me glimmer and shards or something right so I'm unlocking infusion because sometimes I, you don't really care about an item. You're literally just wearing it because it's the strongest thing. So you're not really touching it. Uh, and that kind of keeps you uh, in in the lane of like things taking a while. I'm okay with some things taking a while. Like I'm not against that. I, I, I don't want it to seem like I just people week one should be able to do whatever they want and have whatever they want. There are, I think there are healthy limitations on player progression, right? But this would kind of keep things in line with A, it should be kind of hard to just level everything up and infuse everything, but not to the point of the absurdity, you know, oh, this is just absurd. It would be more like, no, you've, you unlock that gun, you can always infuse it. And then you find a new gun that you really like or a new exotic that you really like, and you're like, well, I got to unlock infusion on this. I'm going to kind of wait, what kind of wait. My cousin Vinny, what do you think about implementing a rank system for strikes and nightfalls similar to Gambit and Crucible? After a full rank up, you'd get a powerful drop. The strike bounties can also reward points toward the rank, just like Gambit bounties do. That way, if people really like to play strikes, they can still progress by playing. This is right in line with something I put in my leveling is bad talk and leveling is bad uh, Q&A. And this is from 30 and So Gaming, one of my co-hosts on the Rageless Roundtable podcast, which you should check that out if you like podcasts. Look up the Rageless Roundtable on Spotify and iTunes and Google Play and YouTube. He said, why not just pick like a rhythmic delivery of powerful engrams so you know I got to run four strikes, boom, powerful. Four more strikes, boom, powerful. Let's say you really love Crucible. You just keep running it, right? Now... You wouldn't want to combine this with my idea. At that point, the powerfuls, you would want to be random. You wouldn't want them to be, I can pick armor or gun. You only want to let people pick armor or gun if, if they are, uh, they're doing it in the limited way that it is now, right? So, I think that's a great idea. Any number of ideas to give people intentionality, I would be okay with. I think Bungie wants people jumping from activities. I'm going to go do the GoFan and Forge right now. If anybody wants to join me, I'm in orbit. I think they want them cycling through the content, right? Here's a daily, here's a daily, here's a weekly, you're kind of cycling through the content. That's why I think my idea is one they would be more open to. I click on Crucible, I click right here, and instead of just saying powerful gear for both of those, they get a random assignment each week. So I'm like, oh, look, the daily for Crucible is armor. I need armor right now. I'm going to go run that. Oh, the weekly is a gun. I don't really need a gun right now. No thanks. Right? No thanks. But 
maybe I get to 650 and I'm like, you know what? I'm really trying to maximize depth of gear. I could use a 650 gun. I could use a 650 powerful. Let me see. Let me go run this weekly. I don't have anything left to do. It's a guarantee. It's guaranteed that it's a weapon drop, right? I really want a 650 powerful. I don't want to go waste my time in Crucible and get a get an armor piece. At least I know I'm getting a gun that limits the chances of getting something that I don't need. So I think my idea leans into some of the intention that Bungie clearly has. They want you hopping from all the different pockets of the game. So. Uh, Juicebox. This isn't really a question, but I would be willing to bet $100 that the leveling system isn't the problem and not the infusion system. Even with pre-patch grinding, I've been locked in the 620s because of horrible RNG. Okay, RNG is part of it. Okay. RNG is part of it. I'm not going to pretend it's not, but I don't think that's the only culprit or even the main culprit. It's part of it. It's related to the limitation of milestones each week. DZ Hosh, thanks for the brand new Prime sub. It's related to, you know, limiting your freedom and infusion costs. Like, everything's kind of related to RNG. 100%. But it's not the only and biggest culprit. It's just touching down. That's why whenever I kind of suggest ideas... For milestone changes, I say a low level amount of smart RNG would be good. I like the idea of you really wanting boots and not getting them, but you still get armor and it still helps you, right? Oh, well, I didn't get a very big jump on my gauntlets, but at least I got gauntlets that went up a little bit. Instead of being like, hey, I got another gun and the gun doesn't help me at all. I think those moments of excitement go away if it's just pure transaction of time. If it always targets your lowest item, that's just pure transaction of time. A little bit of RNG peppered in there, I think is good because it adds those excitement, those exciting moments. Another new sub from zero miles to empty. Thank you very much. I need, that hits too close. I need powerful boots. I'm sorry. Bless up for RNG for you. Okay. Pray to RNGesus for you. I'll light a candle. I, there is, uh... There are people that said things to the extent of using bad gear makes the good gear better. And I agree with that with a whole lot of qualifications. Right? If I get a bad roll on a Warden's Law and I try it out, I'm like, uh, I know this gun's capabilities and I really want one with Feeding Frenzy. Once I get one with Feeding Frenzy then I'm happy. We running raids today? Sure, we can run some raids after uh, after I'm done with Q&A. I love that raid. I don't need the drops, but it's fun if there's a team that wants to go in. I'd love to get more people uh, familiar with it, because it's a fun one. Um, so, that, uh, I forget, I lost my train of thought. What was I talking about? I was talking about intentionality, and, oh, yeah, it being painful, you know, using a bad Warden's Law makes a good Warden's Law better. But I think we just took that way... We just took it way too far. We basically are like, yeah, we want to make leveling horrible so that by the time you're done with leveling, you're like, oh, finally I can breathe. That, that's just not... You want the journey to be as enjoyable as the destination, right? If the journey is misery, frustration, and anger, it leads to what we're already seeing, disengagement. If the journey is enjoyable, but there's always that sense of getting a little bit stronger, getting a little bit better, looking for those good roles, looking for those best roles, investing in your gear, and as somebody already pointed out, like investing, enhancing your, you know, perks, so brilliant, right? 
that I think is 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 the is the flow you want the game to feel. Right now it feels like you just get beat up for a long long time. Bad leveling, bad RNG, not enough to infuse, can't use the gear you want. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, but look at all these great these streamers and these YouTubers love it, man. They have all the good stuff and they level up in 2 weeks and they do the raid in 3 days and they do the raid in a couple hours and they're overleveled and they did exploits and they did this and they did that and they have all the best gear and when they want to infuse they can infuse because they have all the cores they need cuz they play way more longer than you and they're the ones that argued for all of this. Like that is not the situation we want to be in. We got to find a nice happy medium. And I just don't think we're there. We're close. We're close. I think we're close. Like, they've got the right idea on some of this. You just need to tone some of it down. You just need to tone some of it down. Next question. D Flawless. Would a better leveling system... Uh, see level and power grind work together example grinding from one level to the next becomes increasingly and exponentially more difficult but reaching a certain level ensures you drops are at a higher power like level 45 equals 550 power drops oh I see what you're saying um yeah I, oh this is a very very big shift that I don't think we'll ever see happen I love your idea flawless I love it I, I think this is really thoughtful the danger would be there's almost no way they pivot to this because this is elaborate I like what you're saying you're basically saying every season we wouldn't just be leveling up our power we'd be taking our actual level up nobody pays attention to this but like I'm level 50 right well nobody pays any attention to that what if for this season? They increase power level uh, to 650, and my level can go up to 55. And every time I level up, it ensures that I'm getting higher drops. So there's just a natural sense of progression. Like, if you play enough and you just get XP from doing activities, over time, leveling up gets a little bit easier for you, right? It does kind of work that way. Thank you, Scornful Rapier, for three months, dude. That's a blue badge. Right, but I think what he's saying is, Eugene, is that if you get screwed and you keep getting screwed and you can't level up, as long as you're playing, that pain starts to ease up a little bit. By the time you get to level 54 or 55, now my now my powerful engrams, and now maybe even once I get all the way to 55, it raises my soft cap and even helps me more and protects me more from really low drops. You're just kind of always dragging that that the lowest drop you can get number keeps getting drug up just by you investing in the game. I again, I think this could be tooled and tuned to be really, really good, but it's way too complex, homie. There's no way they're gonna add this. That's why my idea is I always try to look at the existing systems and tweak them as they are. Because if you could look at every milestone on Tuesday and you could say, okay, I'm gonna go to my highest character first so I can get my guns as high as possible before passing them down. And you're like, my highest character really needs boots. You're going to go through all the milestones that deliver armor, and you're obviously going to start with the easiest milestones first just to speed things up, right? You're going to do your daily story missions and everything else. So, like, that gives you intentionality and control and helps you mitigate some of that massive pain, just the massive pain of leveling. Like, I'm stuck. So... You're getting at what I'm trying to get at, D Flawless. You and I have the same mind on this. Your solution is probably better. It's just probably less likely to happen given the way they've built all the leveling. I try to lean into what they're doing, and 
I mean, look at what they did to help people get to 600. They leaned into what's already there, prime engrams, and they said they're going to drop more and they'll drop with higher jumps. They work within the existing system. They don't completely retool it. So, juice box, follow up on a point you made in your talk. Just go farm cores. I don't have time for that. I work 60 hours a week. I have a family and a life. I get five to six hours to play the game, and you want me to waste 75% of it farming mats. Right. Now, I won't always say a legitimate argument is one that argues from limited playtime. I usually reject that as a justification for pivots and changes, right? I usually don't accept this as an argument. But the reason this point is so important, the reason this point is so important isn't because Juicebox is not saying I don't have time to play give me give me all the dope gear give me the incentive drivers really easily he is saying in a loot based game I only have so many hours a week to play I would like to use the gear that I enjoy and you're telling me if I want to do that I have to basically burn an entire play session grinding for cores right so that, that's why, like, this argument isn't legitimate because he's saying, I have limited time to play, therefore make things easier. He's saying, I have limited time to play, and you're going to limit my enjoyment by making me go do things that aren't really in line with what I'd like to do. I'm Like, for example, that's why I said these problems are compounding themselves. If he's trying to level up to play the new content in the Black Armory, and you're basically making him burn an entire play session on core farming, that's slowing him down from leveling and just making him wait that much more, you know, longer before he can go into the new content and that's why i think people are disengaging they're like look i get it i you don't need to hand me everything like you did year one destiny 2 it doesn't need to be a casuals escapade of free loot but for frick's sake like i should just be able to play level up and use the gear i want I don't need raid gear to fall on my lap like with clan engrams. I don't need, you know, I don't need static reward weapons that basically are the pinnacle version of a hand cannon to drop and then I'm done, right? That's what I always said. It was so binary. It was such a zero or a one, you know? See, but that's not the answer, Lord Ethan. If people struggle to get enhancement cores, maybe they should just create more sources for them. The only way I would get behind that is if enhancement cores just naturally dropped from the game the way Glimmer does, right? The reason Glimmer and Legendary Shards don't really hurt most players is because as you're just playing naturally, leveling up, doing your milestones, playing Gambit, playing Crucible, doing strikes, you're on, you're on patrol, you're running the forge, you're just naturally getting the currencies you need. It's disjointed and dissonant. You're like, wait, I got to stop doing all the things I want to do, all the normal pockets of the game that I hang out in. I got to leave those pockets, and I got to go do these things over here to get these enhancement cores. Legendary Shards and Glimmer and even Planetary Mats, just kind of naturally you accrue them just from playing the game. You're not doing anything specific. you just kind of like, oh, I ran out of Glimmer? Oh, okay, I must have been doing a lot of infusion. Okay, well, I need to run a couple things or do a couple things or go do these bounties to get Glimmer, but usually that's just not, that's not really happening, right? Oh, I got the ghost. Um, outlaw, or threat detector, frick. Oh, that's the scout, that's the tango. Um, we gotta move some gear here again. We've got so much stuff, dude. I'm gonna put that sniper away. Um... We're trying to save 650s now because we're in that place where 650s have value. Uh, 650s have value. 
So we're grinding for the hand cannon just because I like to get different rolls on the hand cannon just to try them out. And I really obviously want we obviously we want kill clip uh, with outlaw, and we got outlaw. What we got outlaw threat detector. We did get reload speed masterwork. So this is not a terrible roll. Uh, obviously the best roll would be one uh, which you can't get. Future craft shell. I'm pretty sure that's gotta be. That's got to be from the thing. I'm going to save that. That might just be from that specific forge. Browser desktop window. Oh, sorry. Sorry, guys. I went into dim. I went into dim. Sorry. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you for the spam in chat. Yeah. The, the, the thing I would say is... The thing I would say is if you want people to have to use cores and you're like let's make there be just more sources for cores my comeback is going to be make it as naturally as occurring as glimmer and legendary shards but here comes the problem that I highlighted in an older video where I said the scales are going to tip. You're taking a currency that is meant for mastery and capstoning gear, and you're eventually that scale tips. You get max power, and you're not infusing hardly at all anymore, and you just keep getting those cores to drop because they're dropping everywhere. It's like Glimmer and Legendary Shards. You end up with a surplus. That surplus then makes mastery of items way too easy. Just way too easy. So, that again, I don't think is the solution. I think the solution is, it's limited enough right now. Masterwork cores, they're called, you know, they're called, uh, in, you know, enhancement cores. They're limited enough and they're intentional enough that I'm okay. I'm okay with them staying as they are, just yank them out of infusion. And then as someone said already, a great idea would be to say, well, if you want to make your hand cannon reloader enhanced hand cannon reloader, it's going to take 50 enhancement cores. That's a great end game grind for hardcore players. You go and do the bounties all the time. You buy them from Drifter when you can. You do your scrapper bounties when you can. You get as many. And then your reward after a couple weeks or two weeks or three weeks of that is, I now have enhanced hand cannon reloader. And that has a tangible benefit in the game, and you earned it slowly. It's a marginal enough benefit that the difference between a hardcore and a casual is there, but it's not a huge, giant chasm. So, that is why I don't think just giving more sources for cores is the solution, because again, I believe you're creating a contradiction within the economy. Those cores are intended for mastery and investment, and you're attaching them to behavior that is common, rhythmic, and tied to player desire, and that's why everybody's like, well, just give us more. That creates a problem as things progress that scales tip and you have too many too easily. Doc Tav, with Destiny 3 looming next fall, no, I don't think so, do you think that a drop in the player base will make Bungie want to make significant changes to the game? First and foremost, I think it's incredibly unlikely, if not very confidently, not happening. You're not getting Destiny 3 next fall. 2019 is not Destiny 3. No. According to Luke Smith, the end game cutscene, or the Light of the Traveler, hits all the different places. That's the order of the DLC. So it hit Mercury first, and we got Mercury for Osiris. Then it hit Mars. We got Mars for Warmind. Then it hit the Reef. We got the Reef for Forsaken, and then it hit the Dreadnought. Until we go back to the Dreadnought, we're not getting Destiny 3. 
Destiny 3 is going to launch 2020, more than likely trying to coincide with the PlayStation 5 launch date. Next year, in September, we will get the Taken Queen. Savathun is ascending to the Hive Throne. We're going to go back to the Dreadnought. We're going to have to fight her. She's going to be the raid boss. That's my guess. Eris Morn will return. You want to talk about rejuvenating the player base, you do a DLC called the Taken Queen and we go back to the Dreadnought. That's one of the most celebrated times in Destiny's history. That'd do it. That'd do it. My other prediction is that the annual pass that will follow that, there is going to be an annual pass that will follow the Dreadnought DLC, the Taken Queen, that annual pass will be injecting the old planets and the old raids into Destiny 2 because that's an easy way to drip feed content. That's an easy way to give us things that we already they already know we love and enjoy. And then you add the random roll and mod system, you know, the guns like Fatebringer and others, and there you go. Like, that's an easy send-off for Destiny 2, easy nostalgia, like people would love it. That's my theory. I think right now Bungie is pivoting to designing and building Destiny 3. They'll get a solid two-year cycle or more, okay? Then, I believe right now, Vicarious Visions is going to work on the Taken Queen because they did such a good job with Warmind. Vicarious Visions is going to build the Taken Queen. I think that the live team in High Moon Studios is going to be supporting the annual pass. That's the division of labor. I don't have any inside information. I'm just theorizing. I don't know a thing. That's just my theory. And I believe that Destiny 3 will will probably go back in time with the stranger. That'll be an easy way to reset our gear. I think she'll show up. She'll say now she has time to explain. We might even get Cade back at that point because of time travel. All theory. No idea what's going to happen. Just my theories. But I think it's pretty, pretty strong and, and very assured that we're not getting Destiny 3 in September next year. If the annual pass is a flop, you think that they'll do one next year? Yeah, I think the annual pass is going to get better with time. I think it's going to do fine. Right now, they're in the adjustment growth phase and it's painful and they'll do things to get people back. Just wait. Just wait. Uh, Mr. Alex says, in your perspective, what is the appeal of Destiny at this point uh, for a solo player. In D1, for some reason, I could play for hours solo without getting bored. Now it seems very stale without a fire team. P.S. On the topic of infusion uh, and power-up, I came back to Destiny two weeks before the drop of Black Armory, and I'm currently at 585. Only problem I have, getting leg armor four arms in a row. Right, right, right. That's why I said some layer of smart RNG is needed to protect you from that crap. Man, I don't know why there's this there's this big feeling of like I can't play solo and I'm not sure where it comes from everybody acts like solo is so terrible now maybe that's because the forge you can't you you can't run the forge because you're too low level I think the forge is pretty fun grind public events and strikes you can grind solo just fine but I think you're facing the best loot is where you need a team right Nightfall specific loot, you can, there's no matchmaking, right? So if there was really good reason to run strikes, like I said yesterday, like give Zavala really cool loot and bounties so that he can have, a, you know, you can just spend all day in the strike playlist and feel rewarded for that. Or like we're saying, like with the leveling, if you could just spend all day in the strike playlist and every so many rate, every so many strikes, get a level, a level bump item that would, you would feel rewarded for your time. 
this is what happens. Like, let's just theorize on the fly why solo isn't as enjoyable as it was in D1. Okay, let's just theorize. You're having to do a lot of pivoting to level up between activities you're not really interested in. So where are you ending up? You're spending a portion of your time in Gambit. You're spending a portion of your time in Crucible. Those are areas right now that are really painful if you don't have a team. Some of that's just because of the design of Gambit. Some of that's just because of the design of Crucible being one where the only people kind of left over are hardcore loyalists that are probably better than you, especially if you avoid Crucible like me. A lot of the players I face are better than me because they're the ones kind of staying with PvP. You're kind of being routed through the game in a way that you really become very much aware of, man, this is kind of a bummer without a team. This is kind of a bummer without a team. Bungie's big thrust for Destiny 2 when it launched was Destiny's better together right okay I agree with you put matchmaking in more activities it's great that they added matchmaking for the forge but like blind well escalation protocol these are all things the nightfall these are all things that don't have matchmaking and then you have things like gambit and crucible where they're forcing you to funnel through that content if you want to level up and then you, you you go in and it's really really bad without a team Again, if the leveling was more intentional and gave you more freedom so you could just kind of hang out, whoops, you could just hang out in the strike playlist all day, you might not feel, you know what I mean? You might not feel as as bored because you can just feel that sense of progression. Also, if there was a reason to run strikes other than just leveling up, if there was gear drops you could be hunting for, you know, loot that can only be gotten from the strike playlist loot that you can't get in nightfalls you gotta run the strike playlist to get certain loot drops and certain things you know you might not feel that way I feel like a lot of your time is spent spinning your wheels in content you're not interested in Duck Force 1 uh, only played a little bit at launch and never maxed my character 260 power or so what would you recommend if I return right now to focus on doing I mean, I would use a spark of light and go to as high as that takes you. I don't even know where a spark of light takes you right now. And then I would just play the game and try to get prime engrams to drop. And then after you feel like you've maybe done enough of that, do milestones. There's not really like a fast track when you're that far behind. I mean, there is, but there isn't. Um, there is, but there isn't. Like the, the spark of light is helpful and the thing, they're making adjustments. Like in a week, you might even be able to level up even faster. I don't know. They're definitely, they're definitely wanting to help you get leveled up. They don't want people left behind. It just, it's pointless to have people in the player base that can't play the content. It doesn't serve any purpose. I mean, you want to stroke the ego of the hardcore players because there's so few of them. There's so few of us at max level. I mean, that's just stupid. That's not important. If you're max level right now and you're getting butt hurt over Bungie making pivots to get people max level and get people into the end game, then I mean, I I guess you're going to keep playing anyway. So no one gives a frick if you're upset about that. Like, you know what I mean? If you're that high level already, you're going to play no matter what. Like, are you really going to stop playing cuz they made they made it better for the whole community to get into the end game? Like your matchmaking will probably be faster. Don't you want more casuals in the PvP player base anyway so that matchmaking isn't so sweaty? (laughs) Don't you want these casuals to stay and hang out? I sure do. Uh, They buy stuff. They buy stuff. (laughs) They keep the... uh, They keep them profitable, you know? Death Starfish 74. Moaning Lono, I consider myself a hardcore Destiny player, but there's something about Black Armory that has me struggling to log in. I think there's basic stuff missing like vendor loot. New PvP maps, the pinnacle weapons are kind of blah, the faction ranks. What do you think... Uh, has people not logging in 
Well, I mean, the breakneck is amazing, the loaded question is not, and then the mountaintop's really hard to get and not all that fun to grind for because of the way that you have to get it. Um, so because of that, I think a lot of people are staring at the situation and saying, okay, there's loot in the forge, neat, nice, you know, I, I guess I could go do that. And then it's like, well, but you got to do a lot more things before you can get in there. Uh, I think that's one of the problems is pathways are, uh, you know, blocked. And because of that, I think people are kind of naturally just sort of saying, um, and he is protecting that servitor. This could, this could go bad on us. Yep. There we go. Now they're protecting each other. This, this instance can get glitched by the way. You can end up with, uh, with two servitors shielding each other and you can't damage him. The other thing, as I said before, is I just don't think they're educating the community on what there is, you know, and where it where it is. Like, if every time reset happened, like I said, you had a nice infographic that was like, here's all the Nightfall weapons this week. Here's what weapons are being featured in the Forge. Here's what weapons are dropping from Escalation Protocol. Here's what weapons are dropping from, you know, the Blind Well. I, if they did that, I just think naturally people would be like, oh, okay. If you streamline, if you streamline leveling, that's great. But if the player base at large is not on Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, Reddit, forums, etc., I mean, are they even going to know about a lot of the stuff that we're going for? You know, are they even going to have a clue? I don't know. They might not. I, you know, they might just be like, I don't understand. What's the point of the forge? What can I get? You know. And then that, again, just leaves people feeling like, well, I guess I'll just come back later. There doesn't seem to be any urgency or impetus right now. Uh, I'm just speculating, right? I'm not speaking for players, but, like, if you're asking me to theorize, like, why you and others aren't logging in, like, those are some of the best guesses that I have. So. Did I skip a step? (laughs) did did skip a step. Do uh, you think Destiny could benefit from a cosmetic slot system, except for exotics? I mean, there's exotics. I don't know what you mean. There's cosmetics, there's ornaments that are specific to drops. I'm not sure what this question means. Uh, what exotic weapon do you use most from Spent Primer? Uh, probably 1K Voices and Thunderlord. 1K Voices and Thunderlord. That's probably what I use the most, I would think. They're fun. They're cool. They're strong. They look neat. I really like using Ace of Spades with Chromatic Fire, but using using non-heavy primary uh, using non-heavy exotics is like super rare. It just feels silly. Um, Kufu says, should Bungie keep enhancement cores solely for masterworking, or would you be okay with them making enhancement cores really cheap, like one legendary shard or something like that? I mean, I again, I think a lot of the times when people try to come up with solutions, you're just sort of you're just sort of shifting the, the you're just sort of shifting the coconuts around, you know? It's like a shell game. You're just shuffling things around. Um I think that I, I think that a lot of people are not asking for the ability to like, oh can I just go can I just go buy some Masterwork cores? They just want to use the stuff that they want to use. Like, I just think it's so much simpler than a lot of people are trying to make it. It's not like this big need to put currency and like, currency conversion in the game. 
Because again, that can just lead to another another pain point that just takes you out of your natural like pathways and things that you do. You just oh ah, I gotta go do this. Oh ah, I gotta do this. I gotta go do this thing. I gotta go get that and this and that because now I need this currency because this currency is for that currency. And then you know blood squirts out your nose because you're trying to add math and you look like that Charlie Day GIF from Twitter from you know it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Like it's just like what like just let me use the guns i want to use like i don't i don't i don't want to get out a freaking calculator and an abacus because i need to i need to convert shards into this or that into this and which is the best farm right should i grind for this get legendary shards and break this down then go use legendary shards buy enhancement cores now that i have enough enhancement cores i can use the gear that i want like again just you're ringing out the player like a rag people want to boot up the game and have fun and use dope gear that's what it comes down to this whole paternalistic, like, it'll be, it'll make it more enjoyable, it needs to be painful, it needs to take a long time, it'll extend the content. No. People want to boot up Destiny, see heads popping off, and, 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 and feel cool. That's what people want to do. They don't want to run a sidearm and an edge transit because you wanted things to take longer. That just isn't a, that just isn't a thing that is going to land on the community at large. Nobody's booting up Destiny and thinking that. Well, I sure am glad that a bunch of hardcore players argued for, you know, hardcore sentimentality and made everything painful and slow. I'm really glad they did that. Nobody's thinking that. They're like, I want to use the guns I want to use. I want to shoot and kill stuff and get dope stuff. That's pretty much it. That's what I want to do. Right? Destiny 2 at launch took that idea and just just whittled it down into this was too simplistic. Yeah, I want to get dope stuff and go do dope stuff, but you gave me the stuff so fast, I'm done. I, I have I have a better devils. I'm basically done. I don't need another hand cannon, right? I, you know, I have I have this or I have that. I'm basically done. The the mistake they made in Destiny Two was there was no depth to chasing loot, right? Depth to the grind really wasn't the issue. People weren't like, I leveled up too fast, Bungie. That wasn't the issue at all. The issue was. I didn't have to do anything to get good gear. I got a pinnacle hand cannon for doing basically nothing. I went and pushed A on a, on a vendor. That was the problem. Like, grinding for... There was no grind for gear. There was no chase. That's the thing. That, and then they're like, oh, we need to make it more hardcore. So the chase is there, right? Random rolls is there. You can mod stuff. You can masterwork stuff. Great. Awesome. Good job. But then they extended that idea and that philosophy to leveling and infusion. So basic function in an RPG, right? Equipping gear, using gear, and leveling up. Like that's just basic function in the game. Whether you're playing Diablo, Borderlands, or Destiny, basic function in an RPG is I got a dope thing and I want to put that thing on. Oh, there's a new thing I want to go do. I want to go do that. I got to level up. I got to get stronger. That's just like the backbone of an RPG. And they made the backbone of an RPG just unbelievably painful. Like, loot chase can be painful. I think that's fine, and I think it's in a completely separate category. Like, I'm just going to keep coming back to that one-string banjo in this debate. Because it's just like, most people, that's like that. That's fine. Like, they're okay with that. If it takes a long time to get a god roll or a 1k voices or something, I think most people are okay with that. Now, the people that are like, no, it's not fair. I'm entitled to the loot. I should get awesome loot for doing nothing. Those people, I don't think those people even really exist. I think a lot of those times, those people just get on content, you know, YouTube and other things, and then they, they're just doing that to just troll. 
I don't think that's like a genuine thing that people are requesting a lot of the times. I think those are like phantom, those are like phantoms in the community. Like they're not actually people in the community asking to just get free awesome stuff. And if they are, I honestly think they're the minority. I think most players are like, I'm happy if I can just grind and get a dope hand cannon, shotgun, auto rifle, or whatever token weapon that I think is awesome. Uh, I'm happy with that. So, uh, that that is why that is why I think this problem emerged during Black Armory and not Forsaken, because I think Forsaken just it masked the problem. People were like, "I'm playing, it's cool. There's a campaign. There's new destinations. I'm getting new guns. Awesome bows are cool. The new subclasses, right? There's all these things kind of distracting you from those pain points. But then once you kind of get into the meat of it and you're in the end game and you try to transition from your journey out of Forsaken into Black Army, you're like, wait, what the frick? I can't. I, I, I'm stuck. I think Forsaken hit a lot of these pain points because people were just like, nah, dude, I'm good. There's plenty to do. I got all this to do. I'm not even gotten to the Dreaming City yet. Now the, the, the pain point emerges because you can't transition into the season of the annual pass, if we could call it that. Klisk009, what are your thoughts on random roll stats and enhanced only on certain things? Yeah, we've touched on uh, we've touched on that already. I love the idea of being able to enhance a perk with uh, funny how they're called enhancement cores, right? They're already called that. It's a perfect name. I like that idea because I think that gives I think that gives like a healthy amount of intentionality. But it would take a while. It'd be a pretty healthy pain point. I think random rolls is fantastic. I think random rolls extends the life of your content naturally and organically because if you're like, I really like this 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 orchid, I really like this hand cannon, I'm gonna chase this hand cannon until I get a version that I like. That's natural. That's you determining the grind, not them. Thanks. You as the player are determining the grind, and that's a beautiful thing because that ties your satisfaction to your dedication, like the two are kind of interacting with each other. When you get the warden's law that you want, if you get the if you get the the kindled orchid that you want, that's satisfying because you chose to do that. When you finally get the level that you want, or you finally get enough enhancement cores to infuse, you feel like you just completed a chore. You're like, well, there you go, dad and mom. I did the thing so I could level up. Like it's just not the same. It's not the same, like, mentally, I think, as far as, like, satisfaction, like, triggering in people's brains. And I think random roles needs to stay in the game. Here is where random rolls gets more mileage. Perks need to be unique and way more powerful. Curated rolls was such a good idea, man. Such a good idea. One of the best iterations to come to weapon rolls in all of Destiny was curated rolls. Brilliant. It's already masterworked, and it's it's a predetermined, very good roll. Curated rolls need unique perks that you can't get anywhere else that makes the gun unique and strong. Trench barrel on that shotgun from the raid is a is a perfect example of that. You're not getting trench barrel anywhere else. The Ikelos shotgun is basically the first, you know, curated roll, you know, kind of. It was static rolls back then, but you get what I mean. So, if you go into the raid or the forge or a nightfall, every gun has something about it that makes it unique and special. They, they're close. If you watch my Forge Loot talk, they're close. Shield Disorient and Disruption Break are unique. You can't get them on anything else. You can get them on the Ringing Nail and the, and the Kindled Orchid. Those are guns from the Forge, but they're not strong enough. They don't warrant use or grind or chase. 
but we're all oh, we're so close they're right there man they're right there if you can streamline people to the old level cap and you can make leveling to the new cap more intentional and less painful and then the coup de gras and the landing of the plane is curated rolls with amazing perks so random rolls extends the life of the chase bam go and you chase the best of the best curated rolls would obviously have to have a real a, a low drop rate Add on to that what Mike Crow had, that idea from earlier. If you grind for enhancement cores, you can turn hand cannon reloader or hands-on into an enhanced version of itself. Mwah! That's it. That's the key. You're basically getting everybody into the end game. And imagine the end game being like a gymnasium with all these cool activities to do, right? You're getting everybody in that room. And their satisfaction is just tied to what activity or what pursuit or what thing they want to do the most. The problem is right now we have too many people outside the gymnasium. They're like, oh, everybody, everybody's doing a fun stuff in there. Look, oh, they just did a flip. I saw them in a window, right? They're watching people do the raids. They're hearing people talk about the forge. They see that cool machine gun from the forge. They're like, oh, man, I'd love to do all that. They're not in the gymnasium yet. Get everybody in the gymnasium. And then fill the gymnasium with really, really unique things like unique perks, curated roles. Bam, there you go. That's a long end game pursuit that's dictated by the player, not you. Not a paternalistic YouTuber or Reddit poster or Twitter whiner. Twitter whiner. Twitter, Twitter whiner. Try and say Twitter whiner 10 times fast. That's the key in my mind. And I think we're really close to getting there. If they can nail this, if they can nail the, the fluidity and the transition here, I really do think the annual pass and this structure of content is good. They're missing, they're missing a fast track to 600, they're missing intelligence with leveling up to 650, and they're missing unique strong perks. Those three things land, and you're in like Flynn. You're in like Flynn. Every annual pass injection, the question is, what's the new curated stuff I'm going to chase? How am I going to level up? Oh man, I'm behind. No worries. The old the old cap is easier to get to now. Getting to the new cap isn't so bad. It's intentional. It's strategic. You can make the right decisions and pick the right milestones. You can get here. You can get here with intelligence and decision making. And then when you get here, you get into the new gymnasium that we just built for you. The new end game. Unique perks and powers hanging out and waiting for you to chase. We're, oh man, we are so close. Destiny 2, Destiny 2 is like teetering on the edge of greatness. It really is. And I don't mean to sound like a fanboy. It's teetering on the edge of greatness. I want you to just look at the, just look at the director with me. Look at that. It is full. Dreaming City, Tangled Shore, Crucible, Gambit, Vanguard. Vanguard's got daily stories, strikes, nightfalls, all these planets. All the planets have adventures. They also have lost sectors. We're going to have three forges. We also have Blind Well. We also have Escalation Protocol. We also have the Infinite Forest. All these pockets, all these things to invest in, all these things to put loot pursuits in. It's like we're teetering right on the edge of a, a game with too much to do. You're like, we're right there. We're so close. We don't have a streamline for leveling. And we don't have unique strong perks. If you can land those things, that's it. Why like why am I running strikes? Zavala's got a whole new batch of gear, curated rolls, strong perks. He's got a pinnacle thing. You gotta run strikes to get these loot. You can't get them anywhere else. Why am I running nightfalls? Nightfalls have, you know, unique nightfall you know, gear with curated roles, really strong roles like 
you know, Warden's Law's curated role. I mean, make for frick's sake, change that curated role on Warden's Law. What are you doing? You know, Zen moment on a 110. Who, what, why, who did that? So, and then you do the same thing with the forges. And then basically every Tuesday, I pull this up and I get hit in the face with an infographic. Okay. Here are the loot drops for strikes this week from Zavala. Here's the potential chance that they're curated roles. You can highlight them, right? Put it in the collections. When you go and highlight that new machine gun, it shows you all the possible roles, right? And then show the curated role right there, okay? Nightfalls. Here's all the Nightfall specific roles. Here's the curated roles. Here's what's dropping in the blind well. Dreaming City loot should be dropping in the blind well. Just rotate the loot to drops each week, right? Escalation Protocol. Here's what's rotating. Not everybody has everything yet. You know, there's there's still people that need stuff. Um, here's what's dropping from Gambit this week. If you play Gambit this week, there's a good there's a good drop rate on the Trust and the Bygones. There's a good drop rate in the next week on the Parcel of Stardust, etc. Oh, here's what's dropping in the Forges this week. Really good drop rate on these guns. And here's their curated rolls. So you just get hit in the face with BAM! Loot incentive. So even the most casual players like, what the frick gun is this? I've never heard of this gun. And they highlight it and they're like, huh. I'm going to go run blind well this week. I'm going to go run the forge this week. And then that's it. Instead of focusing on like, which milestone should I do? Oh gosh, I just, I, I just need a bond. I can't level up. Or, oh my gosh, I don't have any milestones left. What the frick should I do? I guess I have to go run Gambit to get, a, to get another gun and I didn't level up. Like, that's what people are doing. They're looking at the director and they're just getting poked in the eyeball. Like, here's the only way to level up and you're quickly running out of milestones. And if you don't level up, you can't play the new content. Like, the director's not doing, it's not doing that winsome, like, here, come and chase. It's like, here's your limited chances to level, and once you run out of these, you're SOL. So, that's what I mean, man. I can see it. Trust me. Trust me. If you've been watching my content, okay, what did I say when Destiny 2 launched, and a month or two in, three months in, it was around December or January, we were like, holy frick, this game is bland. What did I say? Yeah, I'm doing another GoFan right now. What did I say? I said, this game is the skeleton of a brontosaurus. If they just put meat on the bones, this game is huge. And they're putting meat on the bones. They're putting meat on the bones. Like, Forsaken was basically Bungie delivering on the hope that I kept giving people. I'm like, guys, I believe it. I trust it. I think they can get us there. I think they can turn things around. If they did it with the Taken King, they can do it again. And looking again, I'm kind of looking and I'm seeing like, oh my gosh, you guys are right there. You're right there. Trust me, I really truly believe halfway or like halfway through this season, they're going to start to make some of those pivots and changes. And then Season of the Drifter, I'm really, really putting a push them. Man, oh man, you guys have got to deliver the loot incentive with unique roles and, and, uni- and curated roles. And here is a ham dinger of an idea. Here you go, Bungie. Write this one down, please. This is a good one. This is a really good one. This is a freaking home run. Next season, update all the curated roles. So you're like, wait a minute. The curated role on a Warden's Law just got better. Well, what about the old curated role? Yeah, you can pull it out of collections. As long as you got the gun to drop, you can pull the old curated role out of collections. Okay? I just just created a mountain of loot incentive because now all of a sudden you're like, well, wait, 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 wait. What, what, how does that gun roll now? The Kindled Orchid can, can get what? It can actually get Dragonfly and it couldn't get it last season and the curated roll has great perk synergy. Oh my gosh. 
I'm gonna go for the Kindled Orchid. I just took every piece of content and every piece of loot and I made it matter like that. All you gotta do is have the sandbox team look at all the loot and create really great curated roles for the unique gear. Warden's Law, Mindbender's Shotgun, all that stuff. That that's next season's savior. You just you're gonna run out of you're gonna run out of stuff to motivate us with. You're gonna run out of new perks. But if you come over the whole dadgum game, you come over the whole thing, boom. <sighs> Home run. Oh my gosh, they hit it out of the park. There's so much loot to chase. There's so many rolls to chase. There's so many new perks. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, that's my Kevin Hart impression. You can go to the EDZ and you can chase a curated old fashioned. <gasps> Ooh. A curated old fashioned would be baller. Tell me it wouldn't be. I love that old fashioned, dude. <laughs> I love the way that it sounds. I love the way that, that that hammer came back, dude. That gun was awesome. And it's just sitting in the bin. It's just sitting in year one. If I was on if I was on the team that developed all these weapons, I'd be like, listen to Lono! We made all this cool gear and it's just sitting there! It's just sitting in year one! The old fashioned! The call to serve! Oh my gosh! Not more like Aziz Ansari. No, and when, when Kevin Hart goes, no, no, please no, like when he does that, that's him. I'm impersonating Kevin Hart impersonating a woman. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's an inception of impersonation. It's an impersonation inception. It's an impersonception. There you go. As soon as that idea hit my brain, I was like, holy frick, this is what they need to do. This is what they need to do. Man, I love these Q&As. We get some of the best ideas from these Q&As. Thank you guys for contributing. I got to take a drink after that big insane rant. Yeah, we need some wind. I need to turn the vortex back on. Somebody blow me. Ah, giggity. AC Slater. Should infusion be reverted to be an easier task? Taking out enhancement cores, you think it would make those decisions meaningless? It wouldn't make those decisions meaningless because basically ultimately what you're doing when you infuse something is you are expressing a desire. So if I'm infusing a warden's law, that decision is me expressing desire. I like this gun. I want to use this gun. It's not meaningless at all. Being like, no, 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 you should go pivot to other content and other activities so you can use that Warden's Law. As I said before, it's dissonant. You're taking me out of the natural weekly activities that I like to do if I'm trying to level, if I'm trying to do milestones, whatever, and you're making me go somewhere else to do it. And as we've said, enhancement cores could serve such a better purpose if they were used for enhancing, then it would make better sense as an endgame grind and an infrequent currency instead of making it more, you know, accessible, which hurts because then the people that don't need them have too many. Uh, or as it stands right now, the only way to get them is to take yourself out of the content loop that you enjoy. So I really do think that the, the, the choice to make is to first and foremost, take them out of infusion and second, give them other purpose. I think we, I'm not, I'm not kidding you. I think we literally nailed enhancement cores purpose. If you take them out of infusion, they serve a better purpose for enhancing perks. I'm telling you, that is one of the best ideas I've ever heard in this subject and in this conversation. Next question. 
The small DLC drop the Bungie releases, they always seem to have a large backlash from the community, at least the casual player base. Do you think that Bungie is trying too hard to rush out new content, thus the release of said content doesn't meet the community expectation and is of lower quality? Wouldn't it be better for them to release more quality content drops uh, at less frequent pace uh, in development time needed? Okay, everything you're saying is like principally, in principle, it's totally sound. If you deliver content less frequently, it'll be better quality and people are less likely to complain. No. <laughs> because, I mean, Forsaken was uh, 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 the savior of the franchise. Forsaken saved the franchise, right? We're three months away from it and people want more to do, right? Now, if you would have told people, no, you gotta wait a little bit longer, I think you just lose people. Eventually, they just hit that point where they're like, well, you're not giving us anything new to do. We need new stuff to do. We have proven as a community that we need content drip feed. It needs to be slow. It, it, it just, yeah. You know, Warmind saved the franchise. Warmind basically tipped the boat back over. Like, right? It tipped the boat back over. If Forsaken put like engine in, you know, gas in the engine and got the rudder aimed the right way, right? <laughs> Forsaken really, yeah, you're agreeing with me. You know, Forsaken solidified that. So, um,. I think the annual pass is the only way forward for Destiny. I don't like... I'm only Sith speaking absolutes. I don't think there's another way forward for the franchise. I think the annual pass is the way forward. You have to drip feed. Now, as I said on Twitter last night, as I said on Twitter last night, this is a work in progress. They're learning. They're adjusting. They're making changes. They're trying different things and the community is responding. Now you're saying there's always community backlash. Here's what I think typically happens and the reason there's community backlash, okay? Basically, it's like you got people in the shallow end of the pool and you got people in the deep end of the pool, okay? And and this is why I always use the, the phrase pendulum swing. When they go to one end of the pool and they're like, all right, we're going to put a bunch of cool pool toys in here for you guys down here in the deep end. The people that like to swim in the shallow end are like, hey, what the frick, man? What about us? We're down here in the shallow end. Where's our cool stuff? Where's our floaty toys? What's going on, man? And Bungie's like, oh, hang on. Uh, And then they run back down there and they try and give them. There's just, there's been a reactionary tone to Destiny's updates and changes since Destiny 1. They've just kind of always kind of been trying to pivot and give both sides of the community what they want. You go back and watch pretty much any talk I did on Destiny leading up to Destiny 2's launch. I'm hanging out in the Plaguelands or Archon's Forge and people are asking me questions. It was the birthplace of Twitch talks with Q&A and stuff, right? And the question I always got is, what do you think the biggest challenge for Destiny 2 is going to be? I said the same thing every time. Satisfying both sides of the player base. The hardcores and the casuals. They love the game equally. They love the game equally. They play in completely different ways. And it's like, you're always robbing Peter to pay Paul. Like always, you're always robbing Peter to pay Paul. Casual Fly D2 made it accessible, made it easier, less grind. All the things we complained about in, you know, year one of D1. We don't like the grind. We don't like leveling being tied to loot. It's so frustrating, you know, blah, 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 blah. They get rid of random roles. People complain about that. Like they get rid of all the things that we grew to love by the end of Destiny 1 because by the end of Destiny 1, the the loyalists were a completely different group of people than those that were kind of complaining year one. But again, they're always in reaction mode they're always in reaction mode oh I loved Archon's Forge 
Beatrix, do you think any changes they want to make will take too long since the holidays are coming up and they won't be working? Um, that's a hard, that's a real hard speculation. I, I, I speculate sometimes, but sometimes I want to just kind of throw the towel and be like, nope, no thanks, not speculating on that. Um, mainly because I like that they take a break at the holidays. I love a company that treats their employees with that respect of, of, and, and valuing rest. Um, I've always appreciated that Bungie very clearly is not one of those companies that, you know, makes people work 90 hours a week and doesn't give them the breaks and the holidays. And I know I, you know, I see people complain about this sometimes like, well, if you guys are just working, say, taking these breaks and going, it's like, no, I want them to go home and spend time with their families. Look at a Christmas tree, sing a Christmas carol, spin a dreidel, celebrate Hanukkah, celebrate Kwanzaa, eat a turkey, eat a ham, eat a vegan meal, like whatever they do to celebrate and, and nourish their soul and their mind. I want them doing that because that probably undeniably serves us better (laughs) you know like we want a happy and a nourished and healthy mentally and spiritually and all those things like we want them to be in that headspace when they're working on this game and interacting with us because i you get a better result i think you know no one needs two months to spend with family and enjoy the holiday season they don't take two months off that's not true they don't take two months off they take like the last half of December off, like two weeks, and then they come back in January, and usually they're all back to work in January, and then there's usually like a twab or something of some sort, uh, a twab of something of some sort, a week or two into January. It's like two weeks, maybe. It's not two months. Now, maybe, maybe communication kind of dies down a little bit. But they're not, they're not like on break for two months. That, I don't know where you're getting that. That's not true. Look, man, I'm not a bungee apologist. You guys know this. I bring, I bring big critiques and criticisms and I've been, I've been, I've been going at bungee on things that I feel where they drop the ball, but I'm just going to say they work their freaking butts off. They do. They work their freaking butts off. Devs at almost any company will never come out and say this because they're just going to get told to stop whining and stop making excuses. They work harder than most of the people that complain, if not all of the people that complain about their game. So, if you want to call me a bungee shill, go for it, but I, <laughs> you know, I believe they work very hard on this game. Forsaken is proof of that, and their quick response time, changes, updates, and the annual pass is proof of that. Sergeant Slaughter, Lono, do you think that things like finals, college, universities, also just the time of the year with the holidays could be a driving factor in the decline of engagement? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. Did you leave party or something, Slaughter? I am 100% lagged here. I'm just going to change character. I'm 100%. I'm like lagged out. I can't cancel matchmaking or anything. Um, That could be a part. It could be a part. Generally speaking, though, Generally speaking, in a very general sense, new content around the time where people are home for holidays and stuff is usually a pretty good time for player growth uh, and engagement growth. People are home, they're booting up, they're trying it out. So, uh, Mihoy Pinoy says, hang on a second, let me click this and this. 
My hunter is 596, and I haven't been able to get on to put in decent work into my character. I've been watching the updates, and it seems uh, it's getting better bit by bit. Will I miss good content the longer I wait, or is my delay only going to make it more enjoyable? This is a great question. Waiting will probably make it more enjoyable. There, the, the rhythmic urgency does rotate each week, so you may miss out. Like You may jump in, and somebody's like, oh, that was last week's Nightfall, or oh, that was you know, last week's thing. Uh, but no. And now the dawning, if you miss out on the dawning, the, the machine gun from the dawning and the dawning is a pretty cool event. I'm not even touching the dawning right now. I'm just kind of doing black armory raid, you know, trying to get a cool roll on an orchid. Like, that's just the way I'm wired. I'm like, huh, what's that? What? Huh? What's that? Loot? Oh my, I'm going to go for the loot. Like, that's just how I am. Warden's Law and the Imago loot grind are proof of that. So... I think right now you're missing out on the dawning, if anything. I'd come back and at least do that. It's pretty low-key, pretty easy, and there's really cool stuff that you can get. The sleigh, the sleigh sparrow is cool. The machine gun's cool. So I would encourage you to at least come back and very casually engage with the dawning. Deacon Walker. Do you think Infusion as it is now was an attempt to move players away from clinging to their old gear in order to try gear from the newest content release? If so, doesn't this go back to the bigger issue of a lack of viable loot and perks? I don't think they've ever uttered a single word to make me believe that that's the reason. Um, uh, I would say that... Um, Man, I don't think so. Uh, I think that it's pretty. It's pretty much. They've made it very, very clear. They've made it very, very clear that their goal is to make infusion painful because it should be a choice, right? The famous line that got me in trouble because I was quoting somebody that I didn't know I was quoting because Eugene said it a handful of times in here, and I saw it floating around on Reddit, is that. Infusion should be an action, not a reaction. I just, that's an opinion. It's not objective fact. And it's clear that the community is rejecting that idea. So wherever you land on that, cool. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a streamer or you post on Reddit every night. That is clear that the community at large is not agreeing with that sentimentality. And that's why I think there's going to be pivots with Infusion. Be flawless. Would it be helpful if planetary vendors uh, sold rally flags that increase the rate of HVTs in a given area? I mean, that's cool. That meets a pain point. I don't know if it needs to be addressed like right this freaking minute, but yeah, I, I think summoning an HVT would be cool. It'd be really cool if like every time an HVT disappeared, he like left behind, I don't know, a box or something. And then you could say, hey, if you want to summon him, just destroy the box. Like it's his, he comes out to protect this thing. A summonable HVT would be nice since, again, HVTs are being tied to quests and bounties and stuff. It'd be really nice if you could summon them with, you know, in-game action. Public events cycling is different, I think, than an HVT. Uh, Quick and deadly. What about making the Flashpoint not be restricted to one planet every week? Make it the vendor in the tower so you can go to any planet you want and complete the Flashpoint bounty. Give the players more choice. Mm, I love it, and it's not going to happen. (laughs) <laughs> I love it and it's not going to happen and the reason it's not going to happen is again they want people funneling through the content and funneling through the locations in the different pockets of the game I'm not necessarily opposed to that I think it's variety is the spice of life right so I, I don't think that's a big enough gripe for them to give freedom 
I'm one of the biggest people that will get out the banjo and get on the soapbox for player freedom. You guys know this. But I think sometimes too much player freedom is a bad choice. Um, And in this case, I think making people kind of, you know, rotate around and do the different planets is probably a good thing, right? Just like if they put really cool loot in Zavala each week and said, you got to go grind strikes. Well, I just want to run the same strike over and over again because I can run it in two minutes flat if I skate and use a macro and melting point. I mean, (laughs) you see what I'm saying? Like... I think I think variety is 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 a restricting people and forcing them into variety is healthy if done properly, and that's why I even said I don't think running a strike and getting a and getting a powerful every four and a strike and getting a powerful every four. I kind of like being like, well, Dad Gummit, I need armor. I really don't want to go play Gambit right now, but I'll get a piece of armor. I think that's kind of a healthy you know, a little jab from the developer, like, yeah, come over here and, and do this thing. And you're like, I don't really want to, but I am trying to maximize leveling. And that's kind of par for the course in, in games is you got to kind of maybe go do things you're not particularly fond of. The big problem is right now, you go do something you're not particularly fond of, and it's a literal waste of your time. You get literally nothing for it. You get the enjoyment of playing with your friends. Oh, shut the frick up, you Hallmark card. No, I don't. <laughs> Bamford, you just got to honestly get to the sub. No, I don't get to enjoy it. I don't like it. We complain and get salty and angry. And we leave Gambit as quickly as we possibly freaking can because I'm just doing it for the milestone. Like, but if I end that play session, well, I needed a bond, but I got a chess piece. It helps me a little bit. Okay, no worries. You know, at least you're rewarding the player for their time. But you're still rotating people around to the different pockets of the game. Mollywop, if they take away enhancement cores, what will happen to the ability of mass over guns? Love the streams and content, keep up the great work. Ah, uh, you know, it would still be something that people do. I mean, I don't have a complete masterwork set of guns and armor on all of my people, and I've got various loadouts that I run that are not masterworked, and that is something I could work on. Also, the beautiful idea that came during this talk of using enhancement cores to create enhanced perks, you know, 50. For enhanced hand cannon reloader you already have a hand cannon reloader cool hold on to those dude you can invest in those later uh brilliant idea brilliant idea good end game right what in the fur he was blue like he was in my it was a blueberry that was a blueberry goblin since the dawning update went live, my average FPS will drop after a few minutes of gameplay from 160 to 115. Have you noticed a similar issue? To me, it appears to have related to uh, ingredient drops. Sounds like a memory leak. No, I don't have that issue. Uh, I guess just reset your game. This was something that happened close to the launch of Destiny, and it may or may not be related to video drivers you have to get, or they may have to push out another patch or an update, or they may have to uh, use an NVIDIA driver update or something uh, to get you to get you back on course sounds like a memory leak and they had this problem uh, when the game launched unfortunately just reboot kind of sad but it'll fix it uh, Kaninja new to the game just hit 50 and 500 but I'm overwhelmed with everything in the game you can do any place I can look and learn about content sorry new question I don't know He's hang out here and talk with me in the community there's YouTube videos about like Welcome back to Destiny, I'm sure, probably. Somebody's had to make a video. Mesa, Sean, Rick, Cacus, Dado, somebody's had to make a video about, like, here's what you should be doing if you're, you know, coming back to the game or new to the game. Hanging out here is a great way to learn. There's tons of helpful people in the chat. I've been playing the game since Destiny 1 Alpha. 
So, you'll get a good dose of information here. Uh, and I do almost a daily Q&A, too. So, that's another place for you to ask those questions. And you can ask questions in chat. You don't have to wait for Q&A. Bamford. Do you think a good short-term solution to the infusion problem could be that we get enhancement core from every legendary weapon we dismantle? Uh, yes. Not a bad band-aid, but I don't know if that's something that's easy to put back in the box. You put that back in the box, and then, or you get that out of the box. One, you cut a hole in the box. Like, you know, if you if you do that, may run the risk of giving them more work than is necessary. Like, that could become problematic. I don't know how easy it is just to be like, yeah, every legendary gives you Masterwork Core, and they have to take it away. Uh, also, also, as I say that, in general, you don't want to do that. Uh, you don't want to set expectations, and then later on, work against those expectations. Well, wait a minute, man. You know, last time I dismantled a legendary, I got an I got enhancement core, and now I don't. What changed, Bungie? Why? Why are you taking things from me, Bungie? Why are you doing this? Well, that was a temporary solution to a problem, and here's the solution that we laid out now. Great. I don't read twabs or your Twitter. What the frick did you do to the game, Bungie? You see what I'm saying? Like. A huge portion of the community would be like, wait, that was great, and now it's gone? What the frick? Oh, you don't need enhancement cores anymore when you infuse. Well, I don't care. I liked getting that. That was cool. Why are they taking things away from me? You just got to be real careful. You got to be real careful. You never want to give something to the community with the plan to take it away because they don't like that. Tim Tom, do you feel that another possible solution for the catch-up mechanic would be to release a quest with each content deliverable that drops a gear piece from the previous at max power? I found as a semi-casual player who wasn't leveling super fast and forsaken that when the horror story quest uh, with the guaranteed max power drop, it really motivated me to grind with massively boosting my leveling. Okay, I like where your head's at, but I don't think this is enough, and I'm going to tell you why. One item still a day or two later, you're back in the trenches and you're dealing with limited milestones and potentially bad RNG. I think where they're starting is the best place possible. Primes are really exciting. They're dropping more and they're dropping with bigger jumps. So you're doing that like you're, you're, you're hitting the player like from multiple stimuli. Ooh, pretty. Look at that prime. Wow. It's got a big jump for me. And then like an hour later or less. Ooh, a prime. Like, ooh, a piece of candy. Ooh, a piece of candy. So, I think that's the. I think that move was a really smart move, to be honest, because now they can just kind of like buy their time a little bit and make a more make a more nuanced or better solution, a more well-rounded solution that could potentially be a more long-term fix to this issue. So that way, folks feel empowered. Um, again, I like where your head's at. My concern would be someone might miss that or skip over that, or as I said even a day or two later or a week later they're still back in the trenches dealing with infusion dealing with dealing with bad rng dealing with you know running out of milestones dealing with like a litany of things <clears throat> dbark 23 do you think there'll be a secret quest like the outbreak prime in future dlc 
possibly. I love that thing. That was a really cool ARG. Uh, Tree 561. Do you think they will bring back changing stats on armor? Uh, we used to be able to change the armor to recovery, but they removed that for some reason. Uh, big miss opportunity for at least the raid gear. Raid gear is so great. There's no intrinsic perks. At the very least, they could have put an internal economy in the raid like they did with Wrath and give you the ability to re-roll the gear so you could run a full raid set. That would be one benefit of running a raid set. Everybody else would be like, well, wait, that's not fair. We want to re-roll our gear. I don't know. Maybe every gear set's location, you can use that location's material to re-roll it. So if you get a whole, you know, a gear, an entire piece of armor set from the EDZ, you can re-roll it with EDC, you know, materials. Um, that could be a way to give that to everything. What about the Crucible? I I don't know. I, but you, you get the point. They could do something like that. Tim Tom, what if Infusion works similarly to purchasing enhancement cores from Spider, where it started off very cheap every weekly reset but each time it infused the cost increased again you're just going to confuse the player base they're not going to catch on to that they're going to get ticked they're not going to pay attention all of a sudden they're going to be like wait what the frick why huh wait all of a sudden I'm out of stuff what happened and they're not going to know that the cost went up That that's a sucker punch waiting to happen on a ton of the community so not a bad idea but in execution would not be good Hoffman, is it common knowledge that engrams are dropped every 100 kills uh, and qualify as a factor by 3? Three? 3 is a 300 legendary, 1200 is a prime, yellow is equals 20 kills. Do you see this post uh, detailing this? Thoughts? I think it's close to being right. I do think there is something in the game. There's like a ro- there's like a counter, and when you kill X number of yellows, you do get a prime. X number of reds, it all contributes to the same counter. I do think that people are on to something. Um, does that mean you should go prime Ingram farm? I don't know. If you're under 600, maybe. Hazard CYP. Do you think? A better idea, if you had certain objectives in order to masterwork legendary weapons, instead of just dumping a core into it, the objectives could be similar but not harder or longer than the objectives to get the weapon frames from the ADA. Uh, oh, to masterwork it. Um, I'll be honest. I kind of like the masterworking process because it kind of reminds me of how we leveled up guns in D1, grinding for materials. That's called it. I call that investment grind. There's RNG grind and investment grind. Investment grind is where you're like, go, 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 go. Get the get the get the material. Get the material, and then invest it in something. You're not grinding for a drop. You're grinding for a material that is then invested in something. Investment grind and RNG grind are different, and they both have a place in the game. I'm okay with it. It is how it is. As long as they make enhancement cores have other purposes and take them out of infusion. If anybody wants to join me for the GoFan and Forge, I'm gonna sit in orbit for one minute. Rusty, part of the problem that uh, I don't see mentioned very often regarding infusion and leveling is that Activision heavily considers time played per player. Bungie is incentivized to keep hours played as high as possible. So even if Bungie knows the system is crappy, they're financially incentivized to hurt their keep to they're incentivized to keep the crappy system to make Activision happy. Thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, there's a breaking point and I think we hit it. There's a breaking point, and I believe that we hit it. I believe that whenever we landed on Black Armory, everything everything kind of coincided and converged into frustration. Infusion is a frustration pain point that frustrates player desire. The RNG system and the limited milestones, you're just stacking layer upon layer upon layer that is meant to extend player time, and people go, forget it. Forget it, dude. I'll go play Red Dead. Forget this crap. I'll go play something else. And so player engagement goes down. So it it works against its aim. If its aim is to keep people in the game longer, it's not 
doing that. That's why we're seeing such quick pivots from Bungie. Whoa, whoa, okay, okay, okay. Uh, we'll get you to 600 faster. Oh, okay, okay, okay. We, we hear you on Infusion. All right, all right. Like, they see what I predicted, right? We make jokes about Lono Stradamus, but I told everybody this was going to happen. I was like, these pain points are going to hit a fever pitch. I said, just wait. Go back and watch my content. I said, if enough people catch up to where we are now, they're going to feel these pain points, they're going to get mad, and they're going to stop playing, and here we are. So, I don't like to do the whole, I predicted this thing, but come on, man. Like, I like when this all landed in Forsaken, I was like, I think this is going to have diminishing returns. That was a phrase I used, diminishing returns. You're going to frustrate people enough that they stop playing, Right? I, and I, and it, and it happened. So if that's their goal, if they're like looking at like, we got to keep Activision happy. We got to keep player numbers high there. They, th- this has failed in that regard. Engagement numbers have gone down. So you got to do something to keep people, keep people in here, you know, and I'm not talking about casual flying the game. There's still plenty for the hardcores to do. And I think we even came up with ideas today. Today we came up with ideas to keep the hardcores happy and grinding. I'm telling you, man, that enhancement core idea, you guys are going to hear me bring that up a hundred times a day because I absolutely love it. Using enhancement cores to make a perk enhanced is absolutely freaking brilliant. And if it's costly enough, that is a great endgame grind for hardcore players. Brain Cake. Would you prefer milestones specific to armor or weapon only like the new Forge Weekly? Maybe the choice of weapon or armor before turning in the Prime Engram. Not before, no. And the reason I don't want you to be able to pick it before, like you go do it and then you and then you change your mind afterward or whatever, I like the idea of it being random each week. And you're like, oh, I need armor. I gotta do these things to do armor because I think that works within the confines of Bungie's intentionality. Bungie's intentions is to keep you going into different encounters, different environments, and my idea does that. If you could literally just go do all the milestones and then just go turn them all into armor... You might get what you need and then just completely avoid pockets of the game. And be like, oh, I don't need to do it. I, I, got, I did four milestones that are the fastest and I turned them all into armor. But if you look at the week and the milestones are split right down the middle, half of them are giving guns and half of them are giving armor. I think it's a better way of splitting up the community amongst the, the pieces of content in the game. Landshark, what if we got three cores every time we fill our ingram bar like moats in D1? Mm, I'm going to shoot down any idea at this point that just gives us more because we've already kind of enumerated why that's not helpful. More of the currency isn't helpful. The currency is illogical and silly as it functions right now. It's supposed to be for mastery and a capstone and you're attaching it to rhythmic desire of the player. Therefore, they need more. Therefore, if you give them more, they'll end up with too many. If they end up with too many, the capstoning and the mastery of the item becomes too easy. It's a contradiction of currency. Like... So anybody that suggests an idea of like how to get more of the currency, I don't think you're solving the problem. Even though you might have a good idea, I don't think it gets at the heart of the issue. Lord of Time, should D3 drop the power level and just have base level like a standard RPG? Uh, That way the only difference between gear is stats and perks qualify instead of a number. No, I don't think you're going to see that happen because it's just so, so part of the identity of Destiny now. What's my light level? What's my power level? You know what people would constantly be saying like the month of the launch of D3? Wait, I don't understand. What's my power level? Oh, you're this level. No, yeah, I get that. I get that. But what's my power level? Where's my power level? You don't have a power level anymore. Okay, but so what's the power level of this gun? No, the gun doesn't have a power level. 
Okay, is it a light level then? What's my light level? I <laughs> I just don't think you'd want to do that. I think we're all accustomed to it. You just have to fine-tune. You just got to fine-tune it. I mean, you see what I'm saying? Like, I'm being cheeky, but I think that would be a, a, a gigantic headache. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't be worth the shift uh, in identity. Ad guy. How about an addition of getting a bright engram when leveling up so you get a few enhancement cores? Yeah, you're just trying to give us more cores. I don't think that's the solution. Uh, T-Funk. Infusion out the door. Do you think every time you get a drop, enhancement cores should drop? No, that's, again, if the currency does what we want it to, it should be infrequent. A goop. Speaking of D3 content and content going forward, do you think they will add the raids from D1 to infuse excitement before D3? Yeah, I theorize that the annual pass leading up to D3 will be all of the old planets and raids coming back. It's an easy, it's an easy pivot. It's content that's already built. It'd be the most substantive annual pass we've had. It'd be a great send-off for D2, and it would get everybody kind of excited and nostalgic before the delivery of Destiny 3. Uh, Age of Triumph was an absolutely magnificent send-off for D1, and I could see them doing it again. Hector says, uh, Senator Rage, maybe if they use a system like Diablo 3, after your max level, you're still leveling, earning visuals and engrams, and sometimes boost your loot cap, or something like each five levels powerful drop or a core. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it, the exact end game grind, you know, trying to retool it to be more like Diablo and stuff could be not worth it because you might really shift the identity of the game. It's a loot based game, so I think a lot of people, that's what their end game is. Right, going for the best loot, going into the you know the encounters and trying to get the best stuff. DZ Hosh, as it stands, Delta scaling and progression doesn't allow most of the players to access high level stuff on release. Do you think we should change our playstyle if we don't have as much time, or just accept that we probably won't be leveled properly? No, you don't need to change anything. And people telling you you should play more if you cared about the game, play more. I mean, shut the frick up. Not everybody plays as much as you. Not everybody's life is like yours. Not everybody has the time and the freedom and the schedule you have. So quit your fricking gatekeeping elitism crap, okay? You can shove that crap right in your ear. Not everybody plays as much as you. They don't. You don't gotta play more or differently. And if any and any streamer or YouTuber tells you that, then you tell them to shove it. Seriously, play how you want, right? Play how you want and voice your frustrations. That's how we got Forsaken. Now, if you want end game gear, like I want raid gear and I don't want to play raids, well, now we gotta have a conversation about like your desires being disproportionate and unreasonable. But if you're like, should I play more? Like, what's the matter? Am I not playing right? No, you play and have fun. It's Bungie's job to make sure you're having a good time. And if the community at large is like, dude, I'm not having a good time. I can't play the new content. That's valuable information. That is valuable information. This idea that like anybody that has a criticism about the pacing of the game is playing the game wrong. Shut the frick up. There is not some idyllic way of playing Destiny. Everybody plays it differently. That's the beauty of this game. There are pockets and pursuits that don't land on everybody. I didn't go for a Lunas. I didn't go for a Broadsword. I didn't do a lot of things, okay? That's the beauty of this game. And the minute you start trying to like elite, like get elitism and like, oh, you should have done this. And if you cared about Endgame, you'd be 600. And if you cared about the game, you'd be playing. No, that's not true. And if the annual pass is proof of anything, it's that Bungie wants to reinvigorate and bring people back. And if that's the case, telling those people that they come back that, oh, you should have been playing. Didn't you do your homework, Billy? Well, you should have been playing. Why weren't you grinding? Oh, I don't know. I was doing other things with my life and playing other video games. Like, see what I'm saying? 
So that's a, that's such a non-starter for me, and it's such a non-response. It's not a, it's not even a, it's not even a conversation. So no, you don't need to. Oh, woo, woo, kill clip with a uh, rapid hit, range, accurized rounds. Mhm, 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 mhm. Talk to me, talk to me. Not a bad roll. Not a bad roll. You could try that. All right, let's try and fly th fly through these questions now because we're getting uh, it's this is this is a long session. I'm gonna I'm gonna go as fast as I possibly can. Uh, Gail, do you think switching from uh, finest uh, matter weave to a four hour buff that we can drop more than four than one core would work to make it less punishing? Again, you're just trying to get us more cores. I'm not I'm not I'm not endorsing those views right now. Not a bad idea, but not what we want right now, in my opinion. King Boomstick, would a monthly subscription to Destiny 3 be a good way for constant content and a drip feed for the player base? Yes, but it would never get off the gr ground. It's primarily, it is primarily, uh, it is primarily a console game. Console gamers don't want subscription fees, but if they can dress a, a subscription fee in the, in the, in the way of like an annual pass and then you pay for DLC, DLC is 40, annual pass is 35, that's $75 a year. That's essentially like a subscription fee, but they're not calling it that. A subscription fee means you got to pay to get access to play, Right. Annual pass and DLC is different. You're paying for content, and then you can just play whenever you want, however much you want. So I don't think a subscription fee would ever work, but if they can dress up the annual pass and DLC prices properly, it's basically a subscription fee, but they're not calling it that, and it'll it'll be more well-received by console players. It ain't, I don't think that'll ever happen on console, personally. Uh, lightly. What do you think of being able to grind armor uh, for perks without weekly lockout in the raid? As it stands, it's highly unlikely to get the armor piece with the perks that you want. Uh, again, internal currency in the raid to reroll armor is great. Rerolling guns is stupid, but rerolling armor I think is totally legitimate given the low drop rate and given the fact that like you're not getting these humongous benefits from being like, dude, these gauntlets are cool. I'd like to wear them, but could I please get like the reloader of the guns that I'm carrying and not like sidearm reloader? So, yeah. Uh, Panther House. Sorry, my first question was a bit vague. Pretty much, I was asking you, do you think Destiny could benefit from having a sticker slot so you can look how you want and still maintain the stats on your mismatch random roll armor? I also say, except for exotics, because in Crucible, it helps see that exotic... Oh, 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 you're talking about kind of like a transmog system where I've earned all the raid gear, but I want to make this, this, this pair of gauntlets look like the raid gear because it has the perks I want. I don't like that gear in this game has an origin and an appearance and lore attached to it and transmog grates against that I used to be for transmog but I'm kind of not guns have an origin and a look and an appearance Ikelos shotgun should always look like this always you know guns should always look like their place of origin now you, you might be like now hang on Lono I was just talking about armor I think armor is in a similar category this yeah, re-rolling does the same thing. Ah, uh, it does, it does. I maybe I'm being contradictory here. It's just the spirit of it, man. I'm not gonna die on this hill. It's just the spirit of it. You know, I got this helmet from the raid, and Dad Gummit, it's a raid helmet, and that's what it looks like, right? Instead of, well, I got this helmet when I was in a public event. It's got all the perks I want right here. This is a beautiful one, man. Look at this heavy ammo, hand cannon, targeting, and restorative. It's magnificent. And I'm going to make it look like the raid helmet. Like, I don't know. I'm not mocking the intention. I'm just, like, trying to embody a voice for, like, the person. Like, I, I don't speak. I'm, I'm trying to be endearing about it. I just don't. I don't know. Something about it. I don't like that. I don't know why. 
if, if they gave us transmog, you wouldn't hear a peep out of me, really. I'd be like, oh, come on. Yeah. And then I'd use it. And I'd be a hypocrite. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a cool idea. I could go either way on it, honestly. Milo, do we need more guaranteed ways to grind for Forge Armor? You get one per week per character, and then the special bounties, you can sometimes get the will, uh, get at will of RNG. Doesn't really give you a chance for the armor piece. Yeah, I mean, the new the new Forge Armor is really, really cool. It'd be as cool, especially, if, man, once you get it, you could just pay her for a random roll of it. Like, just keep spitting out the gauntlets, maybe, until I get the one that I need. I don't know. Or, like you're saying, more intentional. Maybe her bounties should be doing that, right? It, it, it could drop the Modulus Report, but it could also drop, like, a, like just a legendary piece of gear, not powerful. So just more chances at her guns and her armor, or just armor, because the guns come from the forge itself. Ace of Spades, how do you feel about DLC based solely around broken aspect of the game, Gambit, with no new raid? I mean, you're taking a pretty big sniper rifle shot here. I mean, I oh wow. I mean, he's, he's taking a shot. He's saying uh, <laughs> it's a broken aspect of the game. I don't like Gambit. Gambit needs a lot of work. Um, Gambit's frustrating, Gambit engagement's probably terrible, and they're not going to fix it by nerfing guns. Gambit needs to be retooled, Invasion needs to be retooled, that's not easy to do. So, in two and a half months, there's going to be an entire DLC deliverable called Season of the Drifter. I have no idea how that's going to go, I have no idea if they're going to have enough time to really get Gambit into a better place. I could be completely and utterly wrong and the community could be playing Gambit every day and love it but I don't think so Infamous what if Bungie made it to where you get a fixed amount of enhancement cores for every milestone you're just trying to give us more enhancement cores so I'm gonna skip right over this and no we don't that's not the solution in my mind do you think that if they change the way infusion works that people would see infusion as something that they don't have to work for or do they think that they should change it the way infusion works to make it more difficult to do it Infusion is about player decisions, and if I'm sitting down to play for two hours on a Friday night and you restrict my decision-making and I got to play the entire play session with a sidearm instead of the hand cannon that I like, I don't think you net benefit by restricting my player decisions there. Infusion should not be difficult, no. Slightly painful, yes, to make you somewhat thoughtful about your decisions, but it shouldn't be painful to the point of absurdity where you can't use the gear that you want. It's a loot-based game, and people should be able to use the loot that they want. JD Gamer. Do you think that bows should get buffed? Also, what do you think about Nova Warp being so OP outside, uh, inside the Crucible? Uh, Nova Warp needs looked at. Josh Hamrick said they're going to look at it. Bow's getting a buff. Uh, bows are pretty strong as it is if you use them in the right context. So, no, I think they're they're fine. Jertal, Lona, remember in D1 at Skywatch, you'd have to fight where the Fallen and the Hive would get into an epic battle and waves would get increasingly difficult. And then Urzok, the Hive Ultra Knight, would show up. Uh, could only be damaged by Ark. I remember that. Uh, the first time he showed up, it was like, what the frick is going on? Do you think Bungie would bring a battle like that back to that scale? I would literally wait for it because it was one of my faves. They could definitely do that in the public spaces. They're already kind of doing that with the saboteurs that show up. You know what I'm saying? They could definitely tie it to a, to something like that where waves are moving against each other. Uh, Venom Decay. What if we could use enhancement cores to target a specific perk on a stat and gun to make it upgrade it, uh, such as upgrading range, finder, or range stat on gear? Hang on, hang on, hang on. A stat on a gun to make it better. Oh, just raising the stat? Eh, that's harder to balance. I think the idea of using enhancement perks to enhance, uh, enhancement cores to enhance a perk is perfect, and it even uses the right language. So, I like that idea better. Stats on guns can get problematic. You break the archetype of the gun if you can just raise it, raise random stats. Uh, the torch potential problem with half of the milestones granting armor and, and half granting weapons you may end up breaking up friends and fire teams because dude one needs the drop 
and dude two doesn't. So dude one wants to peace out and do something different. Totally random or player choice is the way to go in my opinion. I think you're really overstating what friends are going to do. I don't know about you, but the guys I used to play with and the people in this community and the people that I rub shoulders with would be like, what do you need to do? Okay, yeah, I'll help you and then you can help me and it'll go faster, right? You play together, it goes quicker. I don't see people being like, oh, you need armor? I need a gun. Screw you. I'm not playing with you. Bye, Steve. And then they just go play separately. (laughs) I don't think so. I think you're kind of overstating that. (laughs) Uh, Guy with gun. Do Nightfalls need a power requirement increase? No, because the handicap on the card is there. It's not working. (laughs) The handicap on the card is there if you really, really want to go for the 100k. Uh, Maybe they should up it to 150k. Um, I don't know. I think 100k is pretty good, though. It's a good good player-initiated challenge. I like it. It just isn't working right now, so it's really easy. You just go max power differential, and it's easy to hit 100k because you're not getting handicapped. Good night. How the heck aren't you supposed to be... uh, Oh, how are you not sponsored by Head & Shoulders? (laughs) I don't know. Reach out to them. I actually would prefer to be sponsored by Old Spice. I use all Old Spice uh, swagger. My shampoo, my body wash, spray. Love it. Smell magnificent. And when we turn the vortex back on, it's blowing my hair. It's a perfect combination. So Old Spice, get at me. Agent Smith 2099. There's a Vex teleporter on IO... And IO Adventures that when Scan says that the teleport is for the Vaults of Glass, you think that's evidence of them bringing it back? I hope so. Yes, please do it. I, I, I do it. I mean, come on. I, I don't know if that's what's going to happen, but why not? <laughs> it could just be lore, but that's that seems like a hint that we are going back. Unheard AZM. How about using enhancement cores like glass needles in D1 so enhancement cores can be turned into a gla- in for a glass needle this couple with enhancement perk idea would make good yeah this is another great idea because you're basically turning enhancement cores into a currency for an item that we all really value not a bad idea because that's end game grind right I got the exotic that I want now I want to get it to re-roll with glass needles so I can get the reload that I want Zer takes enhancement cores good idea uh, I'll co-sign that one as well uh, Valduvius should Bungie have added Festival of the Lost or a similar game mode as a permanent aspect of the game? No. No. Rhythmic events and rhythmic urgency is part and parcel to the game. Iron Banner shows up. Festival of the Lost shows up. You know, the Dawning shows up. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. You can't have them be permanent. It grates against their very identity. It's supposed to be an event. An event's not an event if it's around all the time. It could splice that with factions. I put out ideas on how factions could always be in the tower. You could still have faction rally. There's still the rhythmic urgency of chasing the weapons, and then the weapons eventually drop down into the, p- the pool of the faction, so you can grind for it if you missed it. But I don't think you just take an event and it's available all the time. That's contradictory to the idea of an event. Level AF. Do you think Bungie moving back to using legendary cores for infusion and using masterwork cores for masterwork is the right call? Yes. Uh, Sneaky Buddy 91. I think you misunderstood the second part of the question. I was asking if they should replace the enhancement cores with some other item for infusion so that it still hurt, uh, but it isn't ridiculous. I just don't think we really need to fine tune the pain of infusion. Infusion is about player volition and desire, and we shouldn't be putting hurdles in the way of that. I don't think that's a die a big issue right now. The issue is players enjoying themselves and getting into the end game content. That short circuiting or slowing that down is not needed at all. What's needed is to get people in and to let them have fun. Last question: Star Boris. Could a matchmaking system in which if a player has played over a certain amount of total hours or hours in an activity, they get experienced player tag and only get matched with other experienced players, may be optional? No. 
I get where your head's at, but no. If you have matchmaking, segmenting the player base is a terrible idea because it slows down matchmaking. You're going to get stuck because they can't find experienced players. Inexperienced players are going to get stuck in longer queues because they, they, they can't find inexperienced players. The more people in the funnel, the quicker it goes. Deal with it. Deal with it. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to keep streaming, so don't go anywhere. We will turn the Vortex back on. If you want to see that in action, don't go anywhere. It interacts with game sound as well as commands in chat, and it hits me with environmental things like air, hot air, cold air, etc. If you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. As with all of my content, I appreciate you listening and watching. Please like, share, and subscribe.